93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is Friday. It is October 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Delaware County man has been charged with raping a 14-year-old girl that he met on Whisper, a social media app. Police say 22-year-old Joseph Avelicat of Haverford, uh, sorry, Havertown, targeted a girl through the app, which is an anonymous social network where people don't have to let others know who they are. The girl, also from Havertown, uh, posted messages that she was home alone, depressed and lonely about after an argument with a family member. Authorities say this case highlights why parents need to know what their teens are doing on their cell phones. She began conversing with him. He seemed nice, according to what she described, and they agreed to hang out and watch a movie. Delaware County DA Cadillon uh, Copeland said the teen invited Valaket over to the home, and within five minutes, he was at her door asking to see her bre- her bedroom. When they entered the bedroom, according to the DA, Valaket forced uh, forced her down onto the bed, physically choking her around her neck, pulled down her shorts, and raped her right there in the bedroom. Jesus, Dear God, yeah. man. Now, the crime happened back on April 22nd, but because the suspect made the alleged post anonymously, it took authorities until Thursday to arrest him. Authorities said the officials at Whisper were cooperating with the investigation, uh, but there were some issues. They initially provided them uh, with inaccurate information so it took longer and it slowed down their process of finding this guy. Right. So there was a feature on the news and they were talking about this and how uh, you know parents were shocked to learn that their kids were hopping on yeah. apps like this. Mm-hmm. And then they went into this other stuff and there's apparently these um, clandestine apps. For example, one will look like it's just a calculator, but it's a, uh, a place where kids will store... Like suggested oh, pictures. Okay. Oh, wow. They can be doing that on the slide, right? Oh, okay. So it's it's a way to sort of be a little duplicitous with the mm. parents, and well, the, you know, it's like these things. Very. It's like you don't know. Well, you, you don't want to be like you know, in, in constantly hovering over them. But yeah. I think if I had a kid, I'd be like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that was going on. You still have to watch. For yeah. Valakat sure. yeah. told police the sex was consensual and that he thought the girl was sixteen. Valakat remains in jail after he failed to post ten percent of his one hundred fifty thousand dollars cash bail. Well, now, police say a woman who said that she was sexually assaulted after a meetup with a man that she met on uh, Tinder has now admitted to making up part of the story. Remember, we had this yes, yesterday. Yeah. So, according to an update from Sheltonham Township Police, police on Thursday, the nineteen-year-old woman uh, said that she did not use Tinder and was not lured to the location. She also allegedly told police the man involved was an acquaintance of hers and not a stranger. Investigators say they have identified the man allegedly involved in the incident and he is cooperating with detectives. The original alert went out because of a concern that there was a sexual predator in the community. Police say, Sheltonham police say they are working with the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office regarding this incident. By the way, to double back just a second, that first story you had, they had pulled up in their uh, monitors here in the studio a picture of the the guy, uh, the perpetrator, and his his artist sketch. Did you see that? That's yeah. pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty damn close. That's man. good. That's that's amazing. So you know they had her account of it, and mm-hmm. then that, and when they see the two guys face to face, you're like, yeah, that's the same guy. One of wow. the not to make light of this, but there's the the classic meme that's floating around. I believe it's actual. Oh, yeah. an actual picture of a news anchor, and they have an artist rendering of yeah. the oh, God. guy being like sawed, and it looks exactly like it. It looks like the news anchor? Yes. Yes. Oh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. 
Police are investigating a shooting at a South Philadelphia gas station that left one teen dead and another critically uh, injured. It happened at 8 o'clock last night at 25th and Passion. Police say two 15-year-old boys were standing by a bike outside of a gas station when a car drove up. They said the driver parked the car, exited the vehicle, and began firing shots. Both teens were taken to Penn Presbyterian Medical Center. Investigators say the one teen was shot in the back. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. The second teen was shot in the arm and remains in critical condition but is expected to survive. Police said that there were at least 16 shots fired and they do not believe it was a random crime. Police said the entire incident was caught on surveillance video but at this time no arrests have been made. The alleged leaders of a drug trafficking ring and dozens of suspected drug dealers are off of the streets of Philadelphia. District Attorney Larry Krasner announced the arrest of 57 people on Thursday. The investigation focused on the intersection of Kip and Cambria in Kensington which has a long history of drug issues. Kastner, uh, Krasner says the city needs to think beyond helping addicts and look at the impact of drug addiction uh, and what it has on the neighborhoods. We have to think about the reality of what it means walking to school when you have dirty needles all over the sidewalk and dirty needles in the parks where your kids should be playing. The ring they busted was making about $5 million a year dealing fentanyl, heroin, and cocaine. Do you know how they got them to show for the arrest? Oh. They told them they won tickets on a train ride to Harrisburg. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'd show up for that. It's just crazy. The most recent bust is part of an effort to fight the opioid epidemic. All right, in sports this morning. The Flyers open their season with a win on the road. Wayne Simmons scored two goals to lead the Flyers to a 5-2 season opening win over the Golden Knights last night in Las Vegas. Oscar Lindbaum, Robert Haig, and Scott Lawton also scored for the Flyers, who are on the road again tomorrow night with the game in Denver against the Colorado Avalanche. In the National League playoffs, the Milwaukee Brewers won in walk-off fashion. Veteran Mike Mustakas knocked in Christian Yelich with a two-out single in the 10th inning, and the Brewers beat the Colorado Rockies 3-2 in their National League Division Series opener. In the other series, the Dodgers start Hyun Jin Ryu over Clayton Kershaw in Game 1 of the National League Division Series. The South Korean pitched seven dominant innings, and L.A. hit three home runs to beat the Atlanta Braves 6-0. In his first postseason start since 2014, Ryu allowed four singles, struck out eight, and walked none. In Thursday night football, Tom Brady reached 500 career touchdown passes and also sneaked in for a rushing touchdown as the New England Patriots put together their second straight win, beating the Indianapolis Colts 38-24. With his 500 touchdown passes, Brady is now third on the career list behind Peyton Manning, who had 539, and Brett Favre, who had 508. Mm. And the Eagles, who return home this weekend to host the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday at 425, are still the Super Bowl Yay! champs. Yay! And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to the end of the week and all its glory. We do have a lot of things to get to today. It's going to be a fun show. First of all, I want to remind you we have a trip to give away at the end of today's program. And that is for two to attend an exclusive party on the set of The Walking Dead in Atlanta. And that includes two nights hotel, airfare from uh, Philly to Atlanta, ground transportation, dead prize pack takes to the party, and all this good stuff. So we give that away. And by the way, this Sunday mm-hmm. is when The Walking Dead returns. Very excited for Pretty this. Cool. Yep. Uh, we also have joining us in studio today. In fact, everybody, every guest is in studio this morning. We're going to have uh, from your Phillies. 
uh, who wrapped their season recently. Reese Hoskins and Andrew Knapp are stopping by now. The Darren Dalton Foundation golf outing is coming up Monday, and yes. so we'll get some of the details on that. And that's a, it's a cool event. It's a great golf course. Manufacturers, I've played it before. Oh yeah, You've, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. It's a cool. good golf course. It actually they have. At the last, after you finish the 18th hole, the clubhouse is so high up on a hill, they actually have a tram that you have to take really? to get back up to the oh, clubhouse. Really? It's almost, it looks like a roller coaster track. Can wow. you go just ride the tram? I would like to do yeah. that. Yeah, so save yourself four yeah. and a half hours and just, just go ride, ride the, the tram, tram from right. 18 up. It's that sounds cool. cool. And where is that? It's in, It's. I think it's around the Horsham area. I'm going to okay. look that up. I want to see what this tram it's, is like. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, they'll be coming by this morning. Here's a good question for you, Preston. Let's see. Can you tell me what the third hole on that course looks like? No, I've, no? I've, All only, right. I've only played it one time. But I <laughs> you do, do know, have a knack for that. I do though. know on the back nine there's a hole that basically it's almost like a quarry you have to hit over. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting golf course. It's very, very interesting. Guess who ended up in that quarry? <laughs> you, <laughs> you did. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh so anyhow, we have some other guests on the program too. We have the band The Glorious Sons who are performing at the Fillmore. On Saturday night, and they're going to be here to play live for us in the studio. Very cool. Very cool, yeah. And also, and just as cool, lead singer of the band, The Simple Minds, coming by. Jim Kerr is going to be here. I found out he's Scottish. He pronounces his name Jim Kerr. Jim Kerr. But we've always called him Kerr. Right. The years. way he's spelled. He's going to be stopping by this morning because Simple Minds are in town, and they're playing the Tower Theater tonight. That's a big so, Simple Minds fan. Yeah, me too, man. So I'm looking forward to him uh, coming by this morning. Our friends from Temple Football are stopping by. They are doing a meet and eat, so they're bringing us food, and I'm sure they're giving stuff for you to win. So we'll have your opportunity to get those things and more. So that's a lot on our plate. Let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll get to the usuals in just a second. A stupid question, some entertainment stories to run by you as well. Stay with us this morning. We're going to have a good time. Oh, <laughs> and $1,000 to give away as well. We'll get to that at 8 o'clock with Birthday Bucks Part 2. All right? This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand & Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Pretty proud of this stupid question. I came at a moment of inspiration last night, so I jotted it down. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets for the Museum of American Revolution. Uh, and if you can answer this question correctly, this is not necessarily you, you need to know the behind. You need to know a little trivia about this right. movie uh, in order to get this answer correct. But his name is mentioned in the film in the sparring scene of "Say Anything." Yes, who is the fighter that breaks Lloyd's nose? Two one five two six three WMMR. I don't know. It's famous. I scene. No, I, you know, I know that yeah. they're great friends now, and yeah. that as a result of that movie, 
John Cusack is like really into kickboxing now. And okay. Two one five two six three WMMR. So in the sparring scene of Say Anything, who is the fighter that breaks Lloyd's nose? All right, call now. See if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays today. Uh, it is the fifth day of October. The one on the top of my list appears to be back in the band. Okay. From what we've seen, from, from pictures that have been popping up in Seattle, Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC, and he turns 71 years old today, man. That's amazing. Yeah. There's so many amazing things about this band. Brian Johnson's very existence and the fact that they, you know, you had the replacement singer. Yeah. Usher the band into its greatest period ever. And it doesn't have... With a band yeah. that was already successful. Very, very successful. Yeah. And Bon Scott was one of a kind. And he didn't pretend to be Bon Scott. He did his no. own thing, but it fit like a glove. So, Brian Johnson, happy birthday. 71 years old today. Kate Winslet has a birthday as well today. She's turning 43 years old. Continues to work her ass off in the world of the film. Love uh, her. Film industry. Yeah, she's, she's uh, you know, even from this first time seeing her in Titanic, you know, you, you knew she had massive star power. I, um, I think she might be my Your number biggest one? number one crush. crush. Yeah. Really, yeah. And, it, and it started with this movie. Um, yeah. My only complaint about her, I think she's too fit now. <laughs> You know? Yeah, she uh, looks better now. Yeah. She's yeah. Did you hate this movie, Steve? Like no, a- no. L- listen, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't stop. But if it did, it's a, you know obviously a juggernaut. Yeah. My one issue with it, and I think it's an, an incredible piece of filmmaking, but you have to laugh when they're he's chasing them around with the gun as the ship is sinking. sinking. Like, exactly. It's not enough drama for you here. No, yeah. it's terrible writing, and you know. And, uh, you know, that's my only complaint about the whole movie as well. Like, dude, you don't need to be chased with a gun. Like, yeah. As the Titanic If, if you want to see the definitive Titanic movie, A Night to Remember. But Titanic itself is a movie, and te- technologically speaking, and everything is an amazing film. Yeah. Well, it's a romance film. It's a romance I mean, that's, film. That's this the is, deal. For me, this, uh, and both me and my brother Jim, we any doesn't matter when it's on, you know, which part of the movie, we'll watch it from that point till the end. Like, it's yeah. just, we, for us, we love this movie. Do we, do we have a voicemail of you singing that song? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got to move on. I have a lot of birthdays. Oh, why? No, Kate Winslet. Right. Kate, Winslet. Kate Winslet, 43. We love Kate Winslet. Uh, Clive Barker, we like him, too. He yes. has uh, Hellraiser in the Candyman movies. He's 66 today. Mario Lemieux, one of the all-time great hockey players. Just too bad he played for the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, he is 53 years old today. Guy Pierce, who's a great actor as well. He's been in a ton of different movies. L.A. Confidential, Memento, The Time Machine, Iron Man 3. He was really great in Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I He's... finally watched The King's Speech the other night. I'd never seen it before. Excellent. I Excellent. not either. I have it, and I've just never yeah. taken the time to watch it. It's, I think it's on uh, one of the pay channels now on Netflix or something like that, but it is excellent, Steve, and he plays um, the king's brother. Okay. Uh, and he the, the guy who renounces or abdicates the throne. Yeah. Biff King. Biff, uh, Biff King. Is that <laughs> Philip or... <laughs> I've forgotten. Edward the and... Uh, Guy Pierce is 51 today. Uh, Daniel Baldwin, yeah, whatever. brother of Baldwin. Alec and Stephen, is uh, 58 today. Karen Allen, boy, did I have a crush on her. Man. Yes. Animal House, Raiders of the Lost Ark, she's marrying in that, obviously. Uh, and other movies throughout the years. Uh, Starman, Perfect Storm. Uh, she's celebrating her 67th birthday today. Starman's a sweet movie. It is. Yeah. It is. 
Uh, we also have Nikki Hilton. And uh, it, it just says next to her, socialite. And motorcycle champion. No, actually, it was Rod Stewart's daughter. Was Nikki it? Nikki was next to her. Yeah. Is that they, the deal? They were there together, and wow. it, was, it was Rod Stewart's daughter. Oh, it's so freaking funny. Who gunned it, and and the motorcycle got out from underneath her. They were at a charity event. She, I guess she didn't realize it was in gear, and she hit the accelerator. She hit the throttle. Too, too much. Uh-huh. But, and a meme is born. It's hilarious. She's 35 today. Jesse Eisenberg yes. uh, is 35. He's been here in the studio before. Had him in the studio. Now, yeah. the question is, will he continue playing Lex Luthor? Yeah. And I hope he does. A lot of people had issues with this Lex Luthor. I thought it was pretty compelling. So 35 today. And then the last birthday and a a, a milestone one for him today, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Yeah, the super-duper smart dude. That's what it says on his business card. Super-duper smart dude, yeah. On his business card, it says that. Uh, He's great. We've had him on before. And the best one of the best things about him is his ability to put things into layman's terms. And dumb it down. Give you an idea of how to understand these broad, huge concepts that he's talking about. Uh, I saw him talking about uh, he is actually very excited about the concept of the, of a, the Space Force, of going into uh, yeah. space and doing that. Space he says, why Force. not? And I think if, if they do go through it, they got to give him a position. I love, and we have the audio of when they slow him down just ever so slightly when he's talking about the universe. He sounds, he sounds baked. Yeah. All right, yeah. Here, here we go. Here we go. Isaac Newton. I mean, just look at you read his writing. <laughs> That's it. That's it? No, no, no. He's hair stands up on... Uh, I don't have hair there, but if I did, it would stand up on the back of my neck. You read his writing. The man was connected to the universe. All right. There you so get the idea. Uh, he's 60 years old today, so happy birthday to Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right. I know this is a tough one, but let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. In the sparring scene of the movie Say Anything, who's the fighter that breaks Lloyd's nose? And I'll go to Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Jim, do you know the answer? Don the Dragon Wilson. You are correct. <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson, and his name is mentioned in the movie when he's talking to Mr. Cord, and he says, uh, you familiar with kickboxing? And he goes, I can tell by the look on your face, no. He's like, support of the future, Don the Dragon Wilson. He starts rattling off yeah, names, yeah, yeah. and one of those one, names he says is Don the Dragon Wilson. Okay. And when uh, when Diane shows up to, you know, profess her love for him, he's he's sparring, in the and uh, somebody goes, hey, Lloyd, and he turns around and gets kicked in the nose. That's Don Wilson that kicks him in the okay. face. And Don was an 11-time world champion of kickboxing, and he and he had a, he had a short movie career as well as an action star. Is he the guy that was also in Gross Point Blank? I think he might have been that huh? guy. Yes. Yeah, there, there was a, not Dan Aykroyd, but there was another guy that was trying to kill his character in Gross Point Blank, and and I knew that guy was like one of his training partners. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm not really sure. I have to find this out. All right, so let's get into some of the entertainment stuff. We'll go with uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Uh, they may still be a team as they co-parent and work on Affleck's sobriety, but they are still ready to go their separate ways legally. <laughs> According to multiple reports, Garner has officially filed court documents to finalize her divorce from Ben. On Monday, Garner requested <laughs> to have the case uh, pulled to what? I think Casey's going to find out about Gross Point Blank right now. He just left the studio. Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, t- I, I My first thought is always diarrhea. <laughs> uh, so Garner requested to have their case. What is that? What's that noise? It's somebody you have. Jim oh, my up. God. It's Jim still on. Hey, Jim, are you there? I am. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I, I, did, I never put you on hold. Sorry about that. <laughs> 
I kept hearing like. Who is that? And it was Jim on the phone. What the f is this? And where did you go? I had to. I was doing something in the production studio. I, I left. Uh, I left the thing recording. I had There's to go stop it. Otherwise, here. I would have had like fifty minutes of uh, what the. Oh. F Blank audio. Yeah. I got you. Shall the I start? F is that? So, Nick, did you, you ever find out? Over. All right. So, uh, <laughs> no, he, no, he never did. I want to go home and listen to the show. He didn't yeah. find out about Gross Point Blank. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner are, are fast tracking their divorce. Yes, okay. they, they've been in the process for a long time. It's yes. a heartbreaker. Yes, they're they're moving on. Uh, He's they, out of rehab, and life goes on. They're moving it to a private judge so they can speed things up. So they announced their separation June of 2015, one day after their 10 year wedding anniversary. They filed for divorce in April 2017. Requested joint legal and physical custody. Of their children. So they're moving that forward. Meanwhile, Ben has broken his silence on his stint in rehab. He has actually come out with an official statement. Yes, he looks good, by the way. He took to Instagram uh, to write, This week I completed a 40-day stay at a treatment center for alcohol addiction and remain in outpatient care. The support I have received from my family, colleagues, and fans means more than, to me than I can say. It's given me the strength and support to speak about my illness with others. He said, battling any addiction is a lifelong and difficult struggle. Because of that, one is never really in or out of treatment. It's a lifelong commitment. I am fighting for myself and my family. So many people have reached out on social media and spoke about their own journeys with addiction. To those people, I want to say thank you. Your strength and courage is inspiring and is supporting me in ways uh, that I don't think was possible. I didn't think was possible. Uh, it helps to know that I am not alone. As I've had to remind myself, if you have a problem, getting help is a sign of wisdom and strength, not weakness and failure. Uh, with acceptance and humility, I continue to avail myself with the help of so many people. I am uh, grateful to all those who are there for me. I hope down the road that I can offer an example to others who are struggling. So There you go. Did you hear the other news? Trying hard. What? The word is is that he quite possibly wants back in and wants to do the next Batman film. All right. He is apparently a very encouraged or interested in what Joaquin Phoenix is doing with the Joker character. Yeah. And uh, the, this thought is that he might be training and wants to have one more go-around with Batman. All right, so that Joker is going to be in line with uh, Justice League? Uh, I don't know if he's simply uh, intrigued from afar or... Um, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. DC is uh, all over the place with, yeah. right, oh, with all the Jokers. Well, that's good news. Here's bad news. Chris Evans on Thursday announced that he has officially hung up his shield. No. Yes. After no. playing Captain America for nearly a decade now, Evans has tweeted that it was over. This is what they're perceiving oh. that is. He wrote, officially wrapped... On Avengers 4, it was an emotional day, to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. Chris, 20 million and 25 points on the next film. I'm back as <laughs> Captain America. It's great to be back. No, but the actual storyline itself, the way they're progressing... It's going to lead to, to, yes, a, leads dead, to a dead Captain America? Yeah, it more than likely will. Okay. Uh, the actor, I, I believe that that's the way they'd have to go. He yes. will forever be the only Captain America, or the one to play Steve Rogers anyway, in my mind. And he is Captain America. The character is, the by my reckoning, I know you agree with this, basically the core of everything. It is. The core of everything. Yeah, which was such an awesome little uh, unexpected uh, twist when they, when these movies first started coming out, and I'm like, okay, 
Captain America. I was always kind of like so-so fan of Captain America. Yeah, yeah. And they made him the man. And I'm like, that was really cool. I love well, the way yes. they did that. And how they did it was just terrific. So, job well done. And they, by the way, there is, down the road, an opening for... You know, returns. Yep. The actor previously alluded to retiring the character in a profile in the New York Times, which quoted him as saying, you want to get off the train before they push you off. Uh, he came uh, to be Captain America in 2011, the first Avenger, uh, then the Avengers in 2012, Winter Soldier in 2014, Age of Ultron in 2015, uh, Civil War in 2016, and then Infinity War 2018, as well as cameos in a number of the other Marvel films. And then we have one more to go. Yeah, his cameo stuff in uh, Homecoming was very funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was hilarious. In the, if this story sounds familiar, it's because we've heard it before. Dueling exes, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, continue to duke it out in the press, despite having settled their divorce in 2017. Uh, shut up. Uh, the latest... Talk co- to the hand, because the cowboy hat doesn't want to hear. <laughs> the... Uh, this is the dueling divorces, yes, yes the dueling exes. Uh, the latest controversy... I can actually play. ...erupted over Depp's interview in British GQ. In it, he expressed frustration over being seen as an abuser. Heard famously accused him of psychological and physical abuse. He added that uh, <laughs> the claims Where's are... Where's my cereal? <laughs> Where's my cookie crisp? It's like little cookies and milk. Uh, listen to I'm this. drunk. Listen to this. He uh, he added that the claims harmed his reputation, turning him from, quote, Cinderella to Quasimodo. Yeah, I would never have put him at Cinderella level. In the eyes of Hollywood. No. Uh, he said, no? I could uh, feel people no. look at me differently because of the accusations towards you. And then people putting things in magazines. He's insane. He needs to take a sanity test. You know, ludicrous stuff, he said. Ultimately, the truth will come out in all of this. He's, he is a great actor. Yeah. There's no choice about it. But it, it was clear that at that point he was going through some trouble in his life. Yeah. And I think things might have gotten physical with Amber Heard. She, on the other side of the thing, has lived up to her promise of taking the money, whatever money she got, and donating it to charity. And, mm-hmm. and she's pretty, too, Preston. So we, we, we have to believe the pretty. Uh, so he, uh, her team hit back saying it is outrageous that GQ, no, GQ never spoke to any of the multiple witnesses to Mr. Depp's physical abuse of Miss Heard prior to publishing this article. Mm-hmm. Rep added if GQ had done even a basic investigation in Mr. Depp's claims, it would have quickly realized that his statements are entirely untrue. Mr. Depp has blatantly disregarded the party's uh, confidentiality agreement. And yet has refused to allow Miss Heard to respond to his baseless allegations. I didn't know they had a confidentiality agreement. I did not did not know that either. Uh, despite repeated requests that she be allowed to do so, Mr. Depp is shamefully continuing the psychological the, his psychological abuse of Miss Heard, who has attempted to put a very painful part of her uh, life firmly in her past. Um, on Thursday, his attorney told E that Depp was simply defending himself against Ms. Hurd's lingering false abuse allegations. Oh. So it's back and forth. They could both just let it drop. Yeah, they could. You know, on her I, Instagram page, there's a uh, photo, uh, a video of uh, our buddy Chris Coons, Senator Chris Coons. Really? Yeah, because uh, Amber you think they was, know each other? I think that they do. Well, Amber was at uh, the Global Citizen Festival <laughs> last weekend, and she was speaking with uh, Arizona Senator Jeff Flake. Um, about uh, the Kavanaugh confirmation and everything, and then uh, I saw that she spoke with Coons as well. Sure enough, Steve, here it is. It's a no, picture, I saw it, yeah. It's just a picture of Chris Coons right there. Well, Chris Coons is in the uh, Aquaman film. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Is he the son of... Uh... Senator, he's playing himself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Senator Coons. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's stick with that uh, for just a moment. Comedian Amy Schumer and model actress Emily Radzikowski, 
uh, were among those arrested Thursday in protest over Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Several hundred people turned up at the Hart and Dirksen uh, Senate office buildings to challenge Kavanaugh's nomination uh, after three women accused him of various forms of sexual misconduct. You may have heard this story before. Uh, Schumer and Radikowski were among them. Uh, police said they arrested 302 people during the demonstrations. Videos from the scene show the two actresses being detained after an officer asked if they want to be arrested. Additional footage shows the two waiting to be uh, processed near a wall with officers. I've, when I watch this stuff now, and you're seeing more of this stuff more than ever. There has got to be a food truck business that... Hell, that, that they, caters. They got to eat to too. these. Yeah. Why isn't anyone jumping in there, right? <laughs> they never seem... You never see them with water or food or anything. Fudgy wudgy bars. Okay, what do you protest? In fact, you can incite issues, you know, yep. to make sure that you fudgy wudgy bars. Exactly. Uh, you clean up. Uh, Radikowski shared a photo of herself at the protest holding a sign that read respect female existence or uh, expect our resistance. So you have like you arrested. Somebody next to you. What do you want? Fudgy Wudgy Bars, when do you want it? Now! Exactly. Right? Yeah. You start that. You start hey, that. Hey, hey, yeah. ho, ho, Fudgy Budgy. Bars go, gotta go, go. in no. my, my mouth, mouth. Yeah. right now. <laughs> All right, I'm working on it. Wow, that's a great picture of her, by the way. Uh, kind of defeats the purpose of Redikowski. Looking that hot at a protest, right? Table. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> I don't. We don't need. We don't want our protesters that hot. There, there was somebody who wrote us a comment, and she goes, "Right now, she's she's. Or right now, she's leading to the object- objectification of women." <laughs> All right, National Treasure star Nicholas Cage is being charged with abuse by an ex girlfriend. Uh, the fifty four. Who's this? Listen to the story, Nicholas Cage. The 54-year-old was named in a restraining order request filed by someone named Vicky Park against. Cage's estranged wife, Alice Kim. In the filing, Park claims Kim has been stalking her on social media. Ladies, 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 can't we get along? Uh, Park also mentioned Cage uh, saying that he abused her in Vienna on September 20th. That's where they have small sausages. When he was uh, severely intoxicated. Uh, They had just attended the Slash Film Festival together, she claims. In court documents, Park also claims that Cage is suffering from alcohol addiction, depression, and mental illness. Mm. A rep tells people that Nicholas and Alice Cage categorically deny the absurd allegations listed in the filing of a temporary restraining order against Alice Cage, which was denied by the court. That's crazy. Uh, the restraining order, as the rep noted, was denied by the court. A court hearing is scheduled for October 24th. Uh, in 2011, Cage was charged with domestic abuse and disturbing the peace in New Orleans after an argument with this same uh, with Alice Kim, his strange wife. They married in 2004 and officially separated in June of 2016, by the way. Is uh, is his Crypt Keeper-looking son still in that rock band? Remember the... Yeah. It looks like Gravedigger? Yeah. I'm not sure. And by the way, didn't we see Nicolas Cage and... Was it Vince Neil? Yes. Uh, in, Vegas, in fact, Nicolas Cage put like a half Nelson on, on Vince, Vince Neil. Because yeah. Vince Neil was going after somebody. Yeah, yeah. Very bizarre. It's a Yes, it's a bizarre world. Remember we saw his house when we were out at the... Um, in L.A.? Yeah, for the, uh, the that convention. We took the Celebrity Star Tour, and yeah. his is almost like, he almost has like a corner house. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, a uh, little strange fans are scratching their heads over a series of cryptic quotes. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashian star, Chloe has been posting. Uh, one recent... Inter- too cute to be forgotten. Uh, one recent Instagram story post read... If you've been brutally broken but still have the courage to be gentle to other living things, then you're a badass with the heart of an angel. Clap your hands. And uh, no context. 
Uh, three days prior, she posted in stories, don't ever feel bad for making a decision about your own life that upsets other people. You are not responsible for their happiness. You're responsible for your own happiness. Anyone who wants you to live in misery for the ha- for their happiness should not be in your life to begin with. This Maybe. is my first <laughs> So, when people post that type of thing, this, these cryptic things with no context What's at all. What's going on? They're essentially, they're just talking about themselves. They're talking about themselves. Right. They're not offering up advice to yes. other people. Right. Which is, on the surface, what it's supposed to look like. And they're soliciting for the query. Some comfort, yes. some, some questions, or, happening. or clearly something's wrong, I hope you're okay. What did Tristan do? Right, exactly. And that's what people are yeah. wondering. Uh, he was recently photographed leaving a club with a few women. And later reports emerged that he was getting touchy-feely with a girl at the club. No, not him. Not him. Neither Chloe nor Tristan have uh, publicly Well, this is a first. Those rumors, yes. I mean, since the last time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chloe, here, investigation discovery. Here's another story involving Chloe. Investigation Discoveries ordered a second season of a true crime series called Twisted Sisters, which is exec- executive produced by Khloe Kardashian. Mm-hmm. The show has nabbed strong ratings with 1.3 million viewers per week. Uh, the show follows outrageous crimes committed by sisters and includes interviews from their family and friends. It documents their inspiration, how they pulled it off, and what led them to a life of crime to begin with. So there's a All second right. season coming out I next did, next summer. I've never heard of it. Didn't know about the first season? I, I love this stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, what is it, Discovery ID or what is it? Uh, uh, well, it's just the ID channel, I guess. Yeah. Inves- investigation investigation of, Discovery. All right, that's it, yeah. So ID. Um, so she, I guess she's having some success with that. She's an executive producer. Bradley Cooper. Uh, yes, what can you say about our dear, dear, dear friend? Well, hang on. Uh, it gets no, no. better? It gets better. It gets better. He has a new fan base. PETA is honoring him. For casting his puppy Charlie in oh a star's God, <laughs> he's receiving well, a PETA wait, honor is, for casting it, his own dog. It says is, pup. Well, okay, so I wonder if that's the dog because when Bradley Cooper was in our studio, I actually asked him a question about his dog. He had rescued this dog just off of the street, and yes. apparently the dog had no teeth or like <sighs> mangled teeth or something. Are you, do you need to tell me that our dear friend Bradley Cooper chews the food for the dog? See, right, but he had told the story on <laughs> Regis and Kelly or whoever was was on live at that time. So well, you got to say that you, you chew your dog's food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering if it's that pup. Well, how long ago was he here? Was I don't know. Seven years. We ago. like to we like to make sure that we touch base every seven ten or years. eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the forty three year old will be the first ever recipient of its Compassion in Film Award. Uh, the release said Bradley Cooper's happy, adorable, and much loved dog steals the spotlight and viewers' hearts in this film because it's clear that he loved being with his real dad. Aww. Did they invent this award just they so Bradley Cooper could come to the this award? It's so the first could... ever. Exactly. Yeah. Bradley Cooper's got a dog. It's like that award they gave to Tom Cruise that night. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. Marissa, you saw the movie. Is his dog featured prominently in the film? Yeah, I, I can say it without, without giving anything away. He, um, somebody buys... They're, they're a couple, and someone buys a dog. Okay. And so since it's a, a time, a length of, st- of movie story, um, you watch the dog grow. That's okay. All. Yeah, all right. it's, it's a very minor thing, but it's a puppy, and it's adorable, and it's, like, fuzzy and, and cuddly, and so it's great. It's okay. like a dog. Yeah, it's kind of like a dog. <laughs> so uh, they said uh, PETA has witnessed so much abuse and neglect of dogs, both on and off the set, that we're hoping that Cooper's kind decision sets a precedent for all of Hollywood to follow. 
So he receives. So we're an creating award. an award, but yeah. yes, we are thrilled, and I guess we're going to get our invites. Or did it happen already? <laughs> for I guess this ceremony. Our oh, for the yeah. ceremony. Yeah. I, I don't know, Marissa. Hold on. Well, if we're talking dogs, Ryan Philby uh, posted about a really cute dog that died yesterday. So I don't know. It's all right. Story. Give him an award all too. Dogs. Yeah, why not? And for the sadness over a dog that died award, Ryan Philippe. <laughs> Listen, I saw it. I got, I got all sad. Sadness over a dog award. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's go to the students at LeBron James Promise School. Got the surprise of their life when Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale popped by. Do you know what the promise is? Mm-mm. The promise is that LeBron James will not be the one teaching them. Really? So, <laughs> the- I promise. The center star and her say-something husband spent time with kids Wow! Uh, the day after his October 2nd performance in Cleveland. So that was awfully nice for him to go by and spend some time there, that- along with uh, Jessica Biel, too. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, well, after canceling the reboot of Heathers in the wake of the Parkland shooting, uh, Paramount Network has decided to air the series with key edits. Heathers will bow in a Halloween event in two-hour blocks from October 25th to the 29th. One storyline that got tweaked involved a student blowing up a school, which I'm, is part of the original movie. I, I enjoyed the original movie, but I'm, I'm not down or interested in this series at all. Uh, as did another where a character <laughs> plays an ultra-violent video game about school shootings. So. I'll tell you what I am into, the Sabrino series. Uh, yeah, Teenage looks, Witch. Looks pretty cool. Is that up yet? I don't know. I don't know. I just saw the trailer for it, and yeah. it looked creepy, man. Oh, I like that. Me likey. One last story, and it's another award. This is cool. Alan Alda will be honored as the 55th recipient of the SAG Life Achievement Award Uh, for career achievement and humanitarian accomplishment at the 25th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards on January 27th. That will be at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. Alan Alda is also a previous award winner for hearing about an actor who got sad about hearing about a dog award. (laughs) Two time. From Peter. Two time. I think I heard about an actor who got said about a dog dying a war. Uh, he had said it is, or no, I'm sorry, this is the SAG He had said it, or, uh, President, uh, Gabriel Cartieres. Oh, Car- Cartieres. Yeah, from 90210. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to announce that our SAG Life Achievement Award will be presented to the fabulous Alan Alda. He is an artist whose body of work is a testament to the craft and the magic of our business. His ability to make us laugh, to think, and feel is extraordinary. Uh, From theater to television, movies, and new media, Alan's dedication and talent are exceeded only by his contributions to uh, a just and caring society. When when we had him on a few years ago, Preston, I I don't know if it was you or, or Steve, you asked him, uh, one. What was his favorite moment in showbiz thus far? And he's like, right now, being on, <laughs> being on with you guys. It, but he it, delivered in such deadpan Alan Alda fashion. It was he's great. It, it was, was great. just terrific. He uh, is. He did just recently say though that he is sick. Correct. He has. Oh really? Yeah, I believe there's something that he has. Oh really? Yeah, could you do a quick yeah, check? Yeah. I, I'm yeah, almost look up positive. Alan Alda health okay. and uh, see if there's anything in there. Uh, yeah, and you remember his. Uh, one of the reasons, well, the reason that we had him on was because a book he'd written, his mother was uh, schizophrenic. Oh, I, I, I subsequently read the book. It was Try to murder cra- the yes. father, right? Yeah, like over the top. Yeah. I mean, the amount of, of mental brutalization that occurred for a guy to be that happy. Yeah. Yeah, he's been um, battling Parkinson's since oh. 2015. Okay. Uh, well, hopefully he'll be all right. Let's uh, get into the clips here, gang. It's always Sunny star Charlie Day, Rob McElhenney stars, I should say, and Glenn Howerton. 
are working together again to produce a new series, The Cool Kids. It's about a group of friends breaking rules to have fun in a retirement community. Star Leslie Jordan uh, appreciates the gang letting him be himself on the show. Here we go. These guys have created this playground where there's no fear at all. You know, we can try anything. We can do anything. And halfway through the pilot, I thought to myself, this is so easy. And I thought, you know why? Because it's the closest I've ever been allowed in 33, 34 years in the business to play me. Okay, so I thought that was a woman that we were playing yeah. a clip of. So no, he's a little guy. Now that Nick has pulled up the picture of him, Steve, remember in the movie The Help? Yes. She goes to the newspaper to get a job, and he's the manager of the paper. He's a very, very small guy, and he's got a real high voice like this. You might remember him, Preston, from a series called Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds. I remember the name. I okay. didn't watch the show, but yeah. He was also in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Really? I believe he played a, um, a jockey. Uh, horse jockey, and he had a famous line uh, that I can't say on the radio, but you know, he essentially asked one of the members of the gang if if they wanted to snort coke off of his thing. <laughs> okay, that was uh, yeah, that was what uh, like Engorged? excited, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. excited, yes. Uh, so the new a new episode of the Cool Kids will air tonight at eight thirty. That's on Fox. I have to check this out because I um it, it, it I know it's supposed to have a a, a sharper edge to its comedy, and I I, uh, I have the first one DVR'd, so hopefully it'll be what they're saying it is. All right, and David Allen Greer's in it. Oh, that's yes, cool. and Martin Mull, and uh, was Vicky Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's a great cast. Nice. All right, let's do the next clip. The Stars Born is a modern musical with talented singing by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, of course. And here, Gaga explains uh, what about musicals uh, she really loves. Here we go. To me, what I believe about singing in a film is that what you have to say is so, so deep and so powerful that it can't be said with just words. You have to break into song. You know, so Marissa chatted with him. Yes. Uh, I was supposed to do the interview, and, and things got switched up. And one of the questions I was going to ask him is, what do you call Lady Gaga? I found out. What? Lady is what she prefers. Yeah. So she lady. just goes by lady. Yeah. Yes. Hey, lady. Lady. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like a first name. Okay. I wasn't sure. What's her actual name? I don't know. I'm Estelle sure we can Lipschitz. find it out easily. <laughs> no, but... it's like something long, I think. Yes. Yeah. Is, is it Stephanie Morris? And Marissa said Stephanie. It is? Okay. Yeah, you know, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Joanne Angelina Jamanocto. Yeah, I knew it was like some long name. Okay. Gelato spaghetti lasagna. By the way, it's in, uh, Stars Born is in theaters now. When did that open? Today. Oh, today, today, yes. Okay. Yeah, so right. it's going up against uh, Venom. But, yeah. And it's wild because they're both basically the same story. Right. Yeah. No, and you said that uh, fans of... Uh, a Star is Born or Lady Gaga yes. are starting to run a campaign for people to not go see Venom, so this can be the number one movie. They're in basically the um, bombarding review sites with bad reviews on Venom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That yeah. is so dumb. I know, I know it's dumb oh because they, they, the both movies appeal to, I would say, dramatically different audiences. And it's going to get its accolades. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, it already has. Yes. And by the way, Marissa's interview with uh, Bradley Cooper is up on the website now. Oh, it is. Yes, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see either. it. Was, right. was, did he look? Did he look amazing? <laughs> Marissa, just no, Ma- Ma- Marissa does great interviews. I I do know you were you were put in an uncomfortable position. Yeah, just a couple of minutes. So, in, right? Is that that's yeah. your issue? I had to go first. There was a lineup. Like all of our great friends yeah. were there: Jen Fredericks, Alicia Vitarelli. Um, and it was just kind of like blindly. He came from behind a curtain, and it was just like standing in front of me. And I was like, oh. 
Well, hey. Hi, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> uh, and it started, it was weird. It was like really late at night. So, um, you know, I had fun with it. I'm sure you did good. You look lovely, by the way. We're looking at the video right now. And he's he's uh, sort of cash. He's got a Muhammad Ali uh, windbreaker on. And literally in the last 10 seconds, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with Eddie Vedder. And I'm getting the wrap up. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, can we talk for 20 more minutes now? I just want right. to hear about those stories. Did now. he, did he, he must have been incredibly remorseful for not being able to drop by the show here and he said see that, his right? dear, dear, dear friends. He told me for about, he wasted most of the interview talking yeah. about how much he missed you guys. No God, yeah. It just goes on and on and on. That's not an embarrassing. Here's man. a guy who's receiving major I Have a Dog awards. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Alright, uh, so there you go. It's your entertainment report. We got a lot of stuff going on today. First and foremost, $1,000. We'll do that when we get closer to 8 o'clock. It's close to 8 a.m. as we can get it. So listen for MMR's Birthday Bucks Part 2. Reese Hoskins and Andrew Knapp are stopping by this morning as well. Darren Dalton Foundation Golf Outings coming up on Monday. We'll get the details from them and more. We have live music in the studio from the Glorious Sons, and they're playing the Fillmore on Saturday. Plus, we have, and I'm very excited about this, lead singer of the Simple Minds stopping by. Jim Kerr is going to be here. They're performing tonight at the Tower Theater, and we have other stuff coming up, too. So, busy, fun day today. Great way to wrap up the week. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment, my friend. 3-3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush, a video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. A whole list of things going on today. We'll have a lead singer of Simple Minds in our studio, Jim Kerr. He and his band are performing tonight at the Tower Theater. We have the band The Glorious Sons who will be here. They're playing the Fillmore on Saturday, and they're going to play live in our studio today. Yeah, Reese Hoskins and Andrew Knapp of the uh, Phils are stopping by because they're a charity golf outing coming up that you can help support. And we have uh, birthday bucks on the way as well as some other stuff to give to you. Um, but I would like to... You know what I noticed? I noticed... I noticed that I noticed, and I think we need to notice things. It's the return of the noticer. Yeah. It's been a while. It has. How long has it been? It's been like a about week. seven days. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I noticed that not only is there too much stuff to watch on television. The noticer has noticed things about television. There's, We're all listening. There's also uh, a, a notice that I noted uh, that... Netflix alone can be a bit much to find something to watch. Now, there was a poll. Okay, do you mean do you mean digging through the wealth of stuff suddenly becomes a chore? Here's the deal. Okay. A poll of 2,000 British adults, and I would find that this probably mirrors in the U.S. as well. Despite the, the language barrier. The, <laughs> the average person spends about 24 hours each year just deciding what to watch <laughs> on Netflix alone. Wow. Okay. Just trying to figure out what you want to watch while you're, you know, skimming through the the uh, the menu. It is brilliantly designed Netflix to distract you, to sucker you into different things. Every time you put up, every time you click on an icon for something, the entire screen behind it yep. becomes a trailer for what's. You're, you're looking at. It's a great idea. Right, I, so you, I have gone in and started watching things just because of that. When I thought I'd have no interest in it. Right. And so I'll, I'll leave the... Um, Fuller you know, house. Hmm. I'll leave the cursor, for lack of a better term, whatever it is, yeah. on, on a particular thing. And I'm actually looking at other titles, and all of a sudden, boom, a trailer pops up, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, what is this? Yeah. I start watching, I'm like, okay. How's it, how'd oh, you get into Black Mirror? That's kind of interesting. That was a suggestion. Okay. Matt O'Donnell told me all to right. watch it, and I... And I uh, I appreciate his opinion, so yeah. I love it. And my brother uh, told me to watch Black Mirror, and then I think you and I talked about it as well. But that's how I go now. I, I need word of mouth because I'm I'm completely 
uh, overwhelmed by the number of choices. I get distracted by the trailer. I don't. I don't care for it. It's, it's, it's the most effective of the lot of doing that. So you go if you go through Hulu or Amazon. Amazon Prime does it as well. And I have a thing uh, on one of my TVs called the uh, the um, Fire Cube. Fire Cube. But it, it has a, a menu that's laid out that covers across all of them, okay. Netflix and everything. So you're barraged. Yeah, when I'm trying to things. like scroll through other other titles and read descriptions, I get distracted by the trailer that comes up. The one of the trailers seduced me. It was uh, what is it called? Uh, dark Tours or uh, oh yeah 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 the, the Dark Tourist or whatever. It's the guy who goes to like morbid. Vacation, but only at night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Where yeah. people people go to these things about like where a serial, serial killer lived. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I watch an episode. It didn't suck me into the entire yeah. series, but it the, the trailer alone led me to that. You know, so it's it's a pretty brilliant uh, marketing ploy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, it works. So I can see though that what happens is is that you start to get okay. I'm going to watch, I'm going to commit tonight and watch. And as you're going through the... Pro- I mean, I do it all the time. I'm, so I'm jumping pressed in between Hulu, mm-hmm. Amazon, Netflix, Apple TV, regular broadcast television. <laughs> as a result, also, I don't have time, man. I, I you know, Blu-rays, I, yeah. you know, the whole thing. I don't have time. So, like, if you don't capture me in my interest... Dazzle and, me. And da- real quick, I'm out. I'm right, out. Right, right. On the, on the X1... Uh, remote. My my most used phrase that I that I go is movies on now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go movies on now, and I just scroll through. If it's on now, start watching Dude. it. Whatever. I don't need to see it. I, I don't go searching out stuff to see from the beginning. I you, just go what's what's on now. I know I like. All right, I'll pop that. You one. know what's really great uh, with that voice remote thing? So you're watching something. You're like, oh man, you know, I want to. I, I, I got to see that again. Into your voice remote, you can say rewind ten seconds, rewind yeah. thirty seconds. So yeah. you don't like uh, like that to me. I'm like. <gasps> Wow. Wow. Whoa. How do they get those people inside this box? <laughs> uh, no, the ultimate thing is that, you know, they, they, they are, they're very responsive. Like, yes, I know. We, you know, we have a relationship with, uh, with Comcast and Xfinity, but it really does. I can't, I was coming in at the end of a movie last night that I kind of really wanted to watch. If you hit the little direction button on screen, it restarts the movie from the beginning. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I was doing that with Avatar. Because you I haven't need, seen it enough. I haven't seen it. No, but I do like the very beginning of the movie. Like, you know, the whole space thing and then landing. And then when the dude first learns how to work the little knobby. You know, I like all of that How do I stuff. use this knobby? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the average person spends about 13 hours per week watching streaming TV shows and movies. And they only give something a new 22 minutes to capture their attention before changing it. They also admit that they get defeated on average of four times a month when they just completely give up on streaming anything at all. Ultimately, people spend 24 hours per year searching for the perfect thing to stream, and 57% admit that they find the searching process boring. I'll tell you this. Watching patterns have definitely shifted. I am Now, as you said, you, you have to rock my f- effing world if I'm going to stick with the series, and, and uh, because there's just so much out there. Yeah. Also, I, I find myself, um, even shows that I was watching just sort of... There's a select few that rise to the top of must-watch programming. Yeah, you know? you're you're definitely a Marvel guy, so you'll watch all of those things. The Marvel, the DC, all that stuff. But yeah. even that, there's yeah. there's always there's there's too many of those right now. Here's an email or a text I got. It says, uh, if you watch a show and you end up not liking it. 
Can you remove it from your continued to watch section? You can, and it's a pain in the ass. Oh, is, is it really? What you have to do is you got to go on your laptop. You got to go on your computer into your account. Oh, no, you're, you're not worth my time. Mm-hmm. And that, but if you get sick of that stuff being there, I eventually did. I'm like, there's several things. Where oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't like that. I don't want to finish watching it. Kathy, so eventually, down. it's not that hard to do. Xhamster.com. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you go online and search that very thing, how do I remove uh, something from my watched? List yeah. on on uh, uh, Netflix, and it'll tell you, and it's easy to do. You it's do just, it it's, an, it's an extra couple of steps, yeah, and and eventually you you clear it out, and the convenience that you get from that is worth it, I think. And it it will eventually go away. It takes a long time, but if you don't do what you just suggested, it will eventually go away because I've never done that, and mine uh, fade away. But okay. <laughs> it's you know, a long time. Do you know what's wild though? You you basically have multiple psychological profiles of you because if somebody comes in and looks at your it's like it's a, in fact Xfinity ran an ad for it where the uh most recently watched yeah. you know and suggested shows that the new boyfriend the first, it's a first date he comes over and she goes to change and he's looking at the suggestions and they're all sort of really troubling murder shows or something like that. So mine, mine reads like, yeah. a, like a weird collection of shows. So when I go to Netflix and I have an idea of what I want to see, like, for instance, Nick, the other day. Uh, Massive meaty men. No. Uh, it was the Joe Rogan um, <clears throat> right. uh, Netflix Which special. Is fantastic. Strange Times, I think it's called. <laughs> So I go there, and a lot of times, those stand-up specials, it, that's like first up because yeah. it, it knows what I like. And it wasn't there. And so I had searched and searched and searched and went on for a little while. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's not coming up. So then I had to go to the actual search part of Netflix. And I don't know how long you'll go, like, uh, browsing through their, you know, suggestions before you just go, you know what, let me just go to if the magnifying need, glass. This is a service yeah. I should provide because yeah. I, I am, I'm, a, I, I'm a maestro when it comes to, to finding stuff online and, and jumping through the different services. It, but, but it can be daunting. Well, I noticed something else. Ooh, I noticed that, just notice something yeah. else. When, is it in the same realm, notice her? Well, when you're searching for something, your, your stress levels can go up. Yeah, it is. And a new study from the Medicare health plans have revealed the symptoms that are most searched in Google in every U.S. state. And the number one, the most typed in search engine or into the search engine was stress. One fifth of the states look up that have looked up that term in the last year. And you know what? Pennsylvania is one of those states. So they're just looking up in general the term stress. That is correct. This is uh, this is a uh, uh, the, the most searched in Google as far as symptoms go, and there's there's several different ones throughout the country, which I'll tell you in a moment. Huh. It's got each in each state what is the most searched term uh, for medical symptoms. Okay, I'm going to briefly connect uh, Netflix and stress. Okay, uh, I watched <clears throat> the Norm Macdonald show on Netflix. I love it, and he had Judge Judy on. I watched it. Okay, I, I, well, you know, I love Norm Macdonald. I know, yeah. I know, he's your top three, and yeah. I agree with you, Steve. And um, his interview with Judge Judy, while I went into it with sort of uh, limited expectations re- was really impressive. And she talked about stress. And she talked about how everybody in life has all of these stressors, including right. financial. And one of the benefits of being uber rich, which she is, is that that stressor goes away. But everybody at every point in their lives has to deal with financial and emotional and relationship and work stress. And so it, it's a really interesting glimpse into this human condition that we all have of um, Judge Judy's of, right of, of what stress can do to the to the mind. So stress is the primary concern in ten states: Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas. Delaware, oh. they have tax free shopping. What are they all stressed? What are they out stressed about? out about? Massachusetts, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Oregon, and Virginia. Now residents, uh, particularly of South Carolina and Wisconsin 
are most concerned about the color of their excrement. Are you oh. kidding me? No. So in the, in the medical realm, they care about what their crap looks like? Wisconsin wanted to know what light-colored poop meant, huh. whereas South Carolina <laughs> wanted to learn more about dark green stool. Okay, did, I mean, Something is there any in indica- water. indication about what... The uh, cheese? No, it just says that pale stool could mean your uh, bilary bile- bile- system? Bilingual. Bilingual. What's that? Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry system. Gallbladder, liver, and pancreas has experienced problems draining. Uh, green stool, on the other hand, could be due to uh, green vegetables such as spinach and lettuce or food passing through the large intestine too quickly for you bile remember, to break it down. Do you remember Randy Pausch? No. You know, uh, yes, you do. Uh, the okay. last lecture. Um, yes, that. yes. The, okay. he, he was talking about, so he was he was terminally ill. He was talking about facing the, the prospect of dying. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, uh, yeah. uh, he spoke about the, the he was... The buoyancy of his crap, wasn't exactly, that it? Yeah, yeah. and that's what it was. It was one of the first signs. So whenever I see my poop float, I'm like, oh, no, my God. I, I need to I, wait this down. I have pancreatic cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't jump to conclusions. The second you see, a, you see a turd floating, you think, I have pancreatic cancer. Yeah, you just, you know, zero yeah. to 100. So some of the other peculiar searches, and these were the number one in, take, in their state alone. That last one was pretty peculiar. Uh, sweaty palms in California. Uh, signs of low testosterone in Nebraska, Tennessee was pregnancy cravings. But I think the one that is the most odd is in Indiana. Yeah, uncircumcised problems, problems with not being circumcised, yep. and that's in Indiana. Yep. Now, what determines is is it a a a, a dramatically large amount of searches or the researchers said that they were uh, uh, well. Here's the deal: they, to find their to to reach their findings. They gathered the most frequently searched symptoms of the past year on Google Trends. Then, after grouping similar symptoms together, the terms were run back through Google Trends to determine the states with the highest search volume for each symptom. Uh, well, so we seem pretty then normal if all we're searching is stress. Yeah. We're not worried about the color of our poop or nope. the uh, our circum circumcision. Yeah, but we're stressed, which is uh, that's you know maybe we're stressed about not worrying about the color of our poop. Yeah, I think I'd rather have an uncircumcised problem than being stressed all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Many use the search engine to look up common symptoms such as stomach aches. That was Washington, Nevada, and uh, Wyoming. Do you do you know anybody who falls into that? You know, I know you said for a while your wife was doing it. WebMD, diagnosing your own stuff, looking at it it because it, it, it can drive you effing nuts. I mean, I've done it a few times and then realized quickly it was a bad idea. A bad idea. There's so so when I talk, you know, once a month I talk to guys who are facing the robotic prostatectomy, the same procedure I had for the prostate cancer, and I tell them, don't look, don't look online, mm. don't WebMD yourself to death. You'll you know you you'll send yourself into a panic. Well, when I when I thought I had ALS, yeah, yeah. Oh I can imagine God. I yeah. was a little bit scared. Sure, uh, I was looking up all that stuff, of course, and it it just terrified me, absolutely terrified. Me. I self diagnosed. Um, from WebMD, and I went to their made what, a doctor's appointment. What did you think you had? At, um, endometriosis. Okay. And I went to the doctor, and she basically laughed at me. And she goes, if you had what you think you have, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to walk in here. We would have to come out to your car and carry you in. She goes, yeah. yep. you don't have that. I think, <laughs> I I'm, like, de- okay. I think I'm clinically dead. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the, the level or severity of what I thought I had, she was like, 
no, sweetheart. No way. You walk in and you, Kathy walks in. I think I have testicular cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And she was Did so nice. Did you bookmark nice. that? She was so nice. So she like chuckled and she's like, listen, we'll, we'll oh. figure it out. But I see, you these, don't have I see these guys, Preston. You know, they, the medical community has to see it all the yeah, time. All the yeah, time. Yeah. And it's got to be the, the, the bane of their existence. But the uh, the uh, there's, for example, the, the, the Dr. Lee, who did the surgery on me, there's video up online. If, if They say if you want, you can watch what the surgery involves. What? Who in their right mind would watch that? But from time to time, people do find something that the you know their doctor missed because they've they've yeah. searched and, and found out it doesn't hurt too bad. I mean, you know, as long as you don't really have, you know what I mean. Right? Yes. You can still go see your sure. doctor. You shouldn't just rely alone on listen on on WebMD or whatever these medical right. searches are, and then try to try to treat right, yourself. Right, right. You know, uh, go to your doctor. I watch. It's fun sometimes if it's other people's stuff going on. Like, like I watch this show now occasionally botched. We were talking about it about. Screwed up plastic oh, yeah. surgeries, and it's kind of wild it's, to watch it. It's messed up. It's because they will show the actual procedure. Last night they yeah. were doing a rhinoplasty, Preston, and you're hearing the click, click, click as he's, as he's breaking the nose and the whole oh, thing. Nice. And, uh, so here's some other uh, symptoms that were searched. Uh, fever was most common in Arkansas. Louisiana had chills. Arizona and Utah was uh, morning sickness. Now uh, the most searched term in Idaho was E. coli symptoms. Can I guess Florida, um, is specifically Boca Raton? Uh, constipation. Constipation. <laughs> Florida is nasal congestion. Oh, all right. <laughs> wow. Uh, and somebody was asking about New Jersey. Ju- Jersey is interesting because it's not really a sickness. Harry uh, backs. No, lucid dreams. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Lucid dreams. <laughs> yeah. Lucid dreams are actually awesome. So that was uh, most. And that was also in... God, I don't even know what that is. What state that is? Casey, look right here. All right. right. It's probably Rhode Island. Is that Rhode? No, Rhode Island's up here. No, it's no, not. That's... that's Rhode Island? Yeah. Okay, it's been a while since I've studied my Northeast <laughs> map. Uh, so, lucid dreams. In Rhode Island. Yeah. Maine is night sweats. Um, God, yeah. I, hate, I hate night sweats. Yeah, they suck. Uh, so, anyhow, these are the most searched after items uh, for each state. It's very and... telling. Oddly enough, uh, New York uh, was <clears throat> loss of sleep. And, of course, it's home of New York City, the city that never sleeps. Uh, so keep in mind, while you're making your little Google searches, there are groups out there that are tallying. Monitoring every freaking thing you're doing. Yep, exactly. Um, I noticed that love can actually be a, uh, a wonderful thing. More from the noticer. He's noticed that love is a wonderful thing. <laughs> in, fa- in fact, Michael Bolton, I believe, yeah, is who originally told us that. That pubic hair-headed bastard. Yeah. But there's a difference between uh, being loving someone and being in love with someone. Really? Yes. You uh, love Mr. Your, Brady. You love your mom, but you're not in love with her. Says you. Uh, <laughs> Oedipus would have a disagreement. <laughs> uh, relationship expert Susan Winter explains, we overuse the word love just like we overuse the word friend. This term has been so watered down that most people with a fondness for someone are certain that they love him or her. In love means that you've weathered the storms of your partner's negative qualities. I love you. And still choose to remain in that relationship. I think where you see the, the purest form of love is on The Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's true real. Love. I think we can all that's agree. That's real love. Right. Yeah, from the heart. That's heart. From man. the second you pull up in the limo to the second you're flying over the uh, volcano in the hot air balloon having a gourmet Italian dinner. Right. It's all about love. It's all about love. Uh, I love you. But have you have you ever heard the term someone say, I 
I love you, but I'm not in love with yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Oh. When, you, when you when you were dating, oh. or, or was it your mother that said that? No, no, okay. no, no. That's a crusher. I haven't had that happen to me, but you know that's got to absolutely floor somebody. Because that, mean, that basically know worse? means I'm I just wa- banging you. I, I want to break up. Yeah. What's I, worse is I I'm not in love with you. I don't love you, Ooh. and I've called the police. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's another level. How did you get into my second story window? (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, my wife, uh, when uh, we first started dating, she was the first one to say, I love you. But she didn't didn't technically say, I love you. She said, I am so in love with you. Is that more or less than I I love you? That's more, actually. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, when you use the word in love with you, I think that's even deeper than I love you. I think I. It's like being do you, do you, do you the, so in love with you. Do you remember the first time a a girl in your in a relationship where you heard those words from a girl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. you oh, can't yeah. freaking believe it. You're you're walking on clouds. Yes, you absolutely are. You know the other really dismissive, hurtful one uh, when you get the love you back, and I'm not talking about the Doctor Mike love you, who yeah. he actually mm-hmm. loves you. Yeah, lo- yeah. The, instead of I love instead you. of I love you, it's love you or. Right back at you, buddy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much the same. Hey, I love you. Yeah, the uh, ghost, that was the big thing in Ghost. He would he would never say, uh, I love you back. He'd always say, ditto. Ditto. You're right. And look what happened to him. He died. <laughs> so love means that you've weathered the storm of your partner's negative qualities and still choose, choose to be in that relationship. Your love is unconditional. It's all-inclusive as you accept the positive and negative aspects of your mate. It's like a good resort. It's all-inclusive. But it's uh, <laughs> drinks are free, man. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, and the jerk chicken is unbelievable. <laughs> but it's also possible to fall in love with time and... As can be showcased by some arranged marriages. Have you ever... What? Uh, have you ever been... Well, listen. We, we're both gloriously... Uh, well, we're a lot we're, of... Yeah. Happily married. We're, we're all in, yeah. in, in, in very happy, happy relationships. loving relationships. So, so uh, but um, have you ever in your life had to work to get someone in love with you? <laughs> In other words, like, well, did to... you ever build a pit in your basement? No, I had to work <laughs> Rochelle, man. What's that? I had to work Rochelle. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. She, we, we, I, I met her and asked her out, and she lied to me and told Ooh. me she was seeing someone else. I'm a man. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so over the course of a couple of years, she lied to you with that. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. She told and then me she was like, "It's not going to get better." So uh, yeah. So I may as well <laughs> just cave. Well. <laughs> uh, but no, it was over the course of a couple of years. I would see her here and there throughout town. You know, just out and about bars and whatnot. And uh, so we remained in our lives in that way. Uh, but then one night, I'll never forget it. I'm like. Damn it. Like, I'm, I'm giving it one more <laughs> one try. One more try. I was hammered. <laughs> Liquid courage. I yeah. just have to say something. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. It was at Rivers Nightclub on McLeod's Landing. <laughs> here we are. Right yeah. here at McLeod's Landing. Yeah. I, somewhere I still have the uh, um, the napkin that I got her phone number on. She, she threw up. Oh and it says, gosh, it says really? Rivers on it. It says oh, the, the wow. nightclub. Oh, wow. Dude, you got to frame that. I know. I, know. I got to find it yeah. because that was that was a pivotal night. That's when it all really started happening. Give it to her on June 12th. Uh, yes. That's Steve's, our, birthday. <laughs> Steve's birthday. Today's Steve's birthday. <laughs> I want you to have this. I knew pretty quickly. <laughs> I knew. And, you know. Did she know? Did Claire know? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. She, she did. And uh, though she will swear... That, like, I had no intention of marrying her and that she had to work on me and all this stuff. It was a bunch oh, of crap. Oh, okay. It's a bunch of crap. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Love relationship. It's a bunch of crap. Yeah. 
All right, well, uh, I also noticed this. In a relationship, you should hug. You should embrace hugging. Hugs, because I love you. Yeah. I was just talking about this I love to hug you. The, uh, because I have a friend who where intimacy is lacking, and not only is it not lacking, or not only is it lacking in the bedroom, it's any physical contact. In the boardroom. No, no, no. They, like, they can't... Um, they're at a, a stressful point in their relationship where they're not able to hug and kiss and hold hands. So, like, they have babies or anything like that? They do not. And It's, um, it's important to at least, like, at, at that level... That, there is a, I uh, believe there is a medicinal, yeah. wonderful benefit. In fact, survey after survey, and you've reported on it, Preston, that while the, the sex component is 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 wonderful, that women would rather have sincere well, yeah. hugging and sure. intimacy that way. You can't get to the banging without the hugging. <laughs> That's a Mike, Michael Bolton song. Because <laughs> you can't get to the banging without the hugging. I love it. Thank you. That's a hit in yeah, the absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that's it's it's a very it's yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's a reminder. It's 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 tender, if you will. Uh, Leave a tender moment alone. Carnegie Mellon University uh, scientists interviewed adults uh, for each night. <laughs> each night. For Hi, two- I'm Michael. Paul. <laughs> and many of you don't know about the multiple diseases that affect cattle. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about hugging. I know. I threw you for a loop. Uh, so anyhow. Diners are susceptible to all sorts of airborne diseases. I encourage you to talk to your veterinarian. Michael, we thought it was going to be something romantic. Uh, so anyhow, each person was asked in the survey. They were they were asked. Uh, they were phoned each night or asked questions each night for two weeks. They, they had asked about their mood and whether they experienced conflict and if they had received a hug that day, um, uh-huh. among other questions. And researchers found that hugs were associated with an uptick in positive mood markers and reduction in negative ones. So you see, Pennsylvania, you're all stressed out. You need a hug. Mm-hmm. And the, the old the, the saying, does, do you need a hug? Yeah. It's legit. I, I, f- I absolutely believe that. When you get a real deal, if you are feeling down and you and you get a hug from Michelle. Yeah. I it's know great. when I hug, I hug. And I go, I go in for the real, I need this hug, hug. Uh-huh. It makes a difference. Uh, on days when there was both hugging and relationship conflict, people tended to report fewer negative feelings and more positive ones than on days they experienced conflict but no hugs. What's your name, little fella? Oh, Do you like a hug? God. That's when it's wrong. The ten, uh, the trend held true regardless of age, gender, race, marital status, overall number of social interactions, and average mood, and the effect even carried over into the next day. Uh, the study co-author said hugs, at least among close others, might be a simple, straightforward, effective way to show support to someone that you care about who's experienced conflict with a relationship in their life. <sighs> I think I m- maybe hug too much. Not with my wife, but just strangers. Like, no, you know what? I I, I I won't hug women. I hug guys all the time. <laughs> I do like it's okay. like to me. I don't even know why I do it, but like it, listen, I I, uh, I think you're a very uh, fine fellow. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel that way about you. All right, is this uh, so? Give me an example of when you might. All right, so um, hey, press. Yeah. We're gonna say hi to each other, and we, we go like this, and I always hey. bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just always do that. If you do that, we talked about the precarious yeah, the nature hug. of doing that sort of bro hug with a woman because you're going to yeah, you you're going to feel them up, yeah. and it's gonna it's 
even though you oh, might yeah, be the, totally genuine, the hand the placement your is hand not good for that. Yeah, goes into their boobs, right? Yeah. And it's it's a uh, it's it's not uh, even though it might have been based on the most sincere right efforts. It's uh, you're 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 uh, me tooing it. And believe me, the there there is a you know a fraction of a second where um, it, it's an agreed upon thing between guys. Like, <laughs> All right, we're gonna hug here, right? And I yes, I, I Baron holds yesterday. We had a, almost like a bear hug, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's a different sort of hug than, I think, the medicinal. Yeah, you know, I, I, you're, you're per, the person who's there who always has your back. Right. Yeah. We got. I've, I've given you just a regular hug from time to time. Regular. Don't hug. do a yeah. bow hug right yeah. now. Yeah. No. Do a real. Do a real hug. You, no, no. With your head down on his shoulder. Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> do, no. Do it. Do it right. All right. Why? Do the because that it's a different feeling. There. Dow. Oh. All right. Now kiss his neck. <laughs> I did. Did you? Um, Right? It's different. I, I, you know, I hug my brothers all the time. Um, Can I come over and hug you? (laughs) I'm with the family. Um, and then that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I don't even need to go any further. No, it's okay. I get yeah. listen if especially close friends. Uh, if I haven't seen him in a while, definitely a hug. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, do you kiss your brothers? No. Hello and goodbye or anything like that. No. Do you hug them hello or goodbye or anything like that? Yeah, well, like, occasionally, not on every, like, when, okay, so my dad was recently in right. the hospital when we were right. leaving each other at the hospital. That was sort of a moment, like, okay, we're, this is a two-arm hug, hug it out moment. Okay, two-arm hug or just kind of like, no, eh. no. Do you currently shower with your brother? I know, right? What is he asking? Because <laughs> you know what? Good like, Lord. I, um, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, I, I kiss I think my sister on the lips. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, no, no, I never. I'll have kiss your that. sister on the lips. Yeah, but it's like real, like pointy kiss, like, like mm. really tight, like, like an like an ant yeah. kiss. That's not weird. like don't do that. It's not you know, it's her call. You know, so she wants to kiss you on the lips. She wants. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to put an end on that, just put your hand over your mouth and yeah, yeah, she comes in and just pretend. All right. Anyway, hugging's good. It's therapeutic. It works. It can it can actually help you out with your levels of stress. Yes. All right. So keep that in mind and give somebody a hug today. I think that's a nice thing to do. <laughs> it is a wonderful thing. All right. Those are all the things I noticed. Well, I did notice one more Wait, thing. Wait, notice, notice one more thing. Do I, we have time for a noticer? No, I, I have. I noticed. I have well, some, let's speed on through it. Well, I have some tickets to give away. Uh, I'm going to give away a four-pack of tickets. Temple football this ah. weekend. They're battling ECU, and it is tomorrow at noon at Lincoln Financial Field. And I'll take call number 10 at 215. 5263 WMMR. presented by Temple Health. Uh, support Cancer Awareness Day and Audible for Autism Day at the game. Kids tickets are only 10 bucks. You can visit owlsticks.com. So give us a call right now. We'll take your view with that. And we thank them for bringing in Roly Poly to eat today, hey. which is wonderful. We have a lot of people in the people studio. Here, yeah. uh, so we are thankful that uh, we have all that. In fact, we have uh, the, the cheerleading team, yeah. the dance squad team right. here from Temple University. Joining them later on, the Glorious Sons are performing live. We have Reese Hopkins and Andrew Knapp of the Phils coming in shortly. And Jim Kerr, lead singer of Simple Minds, in the studio today. A lot going on. We'll take a break and come back. And we have a shot of winning $1,000. Your first time today. Many times you'll have that opportunity. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 26th at Xfinity Live. The business challenge is such a big part of Camp Out and props to Subaru of America for leading the way in challenging other companies to get involved and make a difference. Heritage Business Systems, your authorized Canon copier dealer, is encouraging any size business, large or small, to donate. One business will be selected at random to receive a Canon full-color copy, print, and scan image runner 
Advance. It's a 36-month lease with service from Heritage. The Preston and Steve live broadcast from your place of business is still up for grabs for the largest donation. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for a list of especially needed food items and all business challenge details. It is Cancer Awareness Day at the Temple football game tomorrow and cancer survivors from uh, Fox Chase Cancer Center. Uh, are going to run onto the field during the pregame. That's and, awesome. Uh, the Temple Tailgate is today, by the way, and it's being catered. We're having it right here uh, by Roly Poly in Balakinwood. They brought a bunch of uh, breakfast food and lunch food, you know, by for uh, everybody to participate or to partake upon. And uh, the cheerleaders and dance Yay! team are here Yay! from Temple as well. Temple really does up their events. Yes, they time. do. And I have a four pack of tickets to give away to the game tomorrow. Two one five two six three WMMR. It is at noon at the link, and is presented by Temple Health. And you can support Cancer Awareness Day and Audible for Autism Day at the game. Kids tickets are only ten dollars. That's awesome. Visit owlsticks.com. So caller number ten. We give you a four pack of tickets. Go ahead and give us a call right now. We're gonna do. The Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. With everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. So visit French Creek Out, FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Well, an off-duty cop is in hot water after picking up a prostitute in Brooklyn and leaving her in his still-running car his service weapon on the front seat while he stopped to get some cash for their rendezvous. The hooker allegedly saw a golden opportunity when Officer Allie Shepard got out of his Jeep Wrangler to hit the ATM. She got behind the wheel and took off. Oh Can't even trust a hooker. And while police have, sti- have since caught the lady of the night and recovered Shepard's vehicle... His Smith & Wesson pistol is still missing out there somewhere. Where's my gun? Yeah, where did I leave that? You're a bad hooker. And even Shepard's dad couldn't believe his 38-year-old son, a U.S. Army veteran who's yeah. been a cop in the last for the last 13 years, could be so boneheaded. When asked about it, he said, you've got to be effing kidding me. You always keep your gun on you when you're going to the ATM for hooker cash. Uh, dad Eugene Shepard said from his home that he uh, shares with his police officer's son. He said, I'm in total shock. I would never have thought this. The man has been in the service twice. I've never heard that he would pick up a prostitute. Uh, Shepard allegedly hired Laquana Lawton, known as Unique, at, ah. at Liberty Avenue and Sackman Street around 12.15 on Tuesday. They were headed to a motel, but Shepard made a quick pit stop to withdraw some cash from the ATM. That's when Lawton jumped behind the driver's seat and drove off with the firearm on the front seat. Police found Lawton the jacked Jeep and some narcotics and drug paraphernalia around 3 p.m. The gun was nowhere to be seen, so Shepard is now in a little bit of trouble from this incident. A University of North Florida dean has re- uh, resigned after he allegedly engaged in a sex act on campus. And wait till you hear the scenario. So oh, boy. The soccer coach... Called police and told them that he saw two individuals engaged in a sex act in a stairwell adjacent to the stadium's press box. (laughs) Police said investigation revealed that Dr. Mark Tumio, dean of the College of Computing, Engineering, and Construction, met someone on an internet application named Adam for Adam and agreed to meet him on campus. When questioned, Tumio told police that he was just there to talk to the man about his bat business. (laughs) According to the report. I'd really like to meet you in the stairwell to discuss your bat business. Uh, He told police the man 
may have been bending down to tie his shoe, <laughs> and that may have looked out of place, apparently. Well, yeah. After, it's a misunderstanding. After telling Tumio that the man admitted to their sexual encounter, Tumio told officers he was there to engage in some oral. Uh, the man was uh, issued a trespass Dr. Warning. Mark, Dr. Mark, I can't talk right now. And uh, Tumio was, uh, had uh, resigned, according to school officials. So he was... He was Wait a talking. second. Here you have a guy who's really trying to explore bad options for the team. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? All right. Gets in hot water. Waiting for a letter that never arrived, possibly? Well, it may have ended up dumped by a U.S. Postal Service worker along a South Jersey street. A Facebook post... You're supposed to deliver that stuff, right? ...shared more than 3,000 times shows a dozen mail bins stuffed with items discarded off of River Road in Pensauken. Uh, the mail, discovered Sunday, was dated August 8th and oh out God. for delivery from the Roxborough Station Post Office. Oops. Agents tracked down the employee who threw out the mail but learned that the person resigned from the post service uh, back in se- on September 8th. You ever just look at one mailbox and think about all the life-changing potential oh, yeah. letters that are in one mailbox? Absolutely. And, and, and things that people are desperately waiting for. So this guy quit and just dumped all the mail. Uh, authorities did not identify the worker or a possible uh, motive for the bizarre incident. So they uh, uh, they it's got a felony. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually yeah. spent an entire summer painting mailboxes uh, for because my mom and no one asked you to. Nobody asked me to. <laughs> um, no, but my, my mom worked for the post office, so I'd actually uh, I would uh, wash the vehicles oh. from time to time, and then I also painted mailboxes. And that paint is like super. I don't even know what kind of paint it is, but uh, yeah, so that was an entire summer. It was good money, cash money. Cash money. Cash money. Nice. Back to you, Preston. All righty then. I'll take the floor. Uh, Two ears in mailbox painting. A... A 90-year-old California... I am Michael Bolton. I'd like to say about the career opportunities available in the world of mailbox painting. I know last time I was talking about cows, but they seem to be better now. That's good. <laughs> Okay. I'll move on. Okay. Uh, a, are you a, sure? Because yeah. I got this now. I am Michael Bolton. <laughs> what are you doing next summer? How about painting mailboxes? Casey, Casey says the paint is very thick. <laughs> okay. A, uh, a 90-year-old uh, California man was charged in the death of his stepdaughter after authorities said they found key evidence through the woman's Fitbit. Wow. Tying the man to her murder. Listen to how this played out. It's a terrible story, by the way. Anthony Vincent Aiello was arrested in the death of Karen Navarra, who was found dead inside her home in San Jose. Navarra was discovered slumped in a wooden chair while clutching a kitchen knife in her right hand. Jeez. Leading authorities to initially believe that she may have killed herself. Now, an autopsy later revealed uh, Navarra's suicide was staged. Uh, she had multiple deep and intrusive wounds to her facial area and a head that caused uh, skull fractures along with ga- a gaping slit to her neck. Authorities ruled that the 67-year-old woman's death homicide after finding that she couldn't have self-inflicted the wounds, which were most likely caused by a small hatchet or axe. Now, police interviewed Aiello and found his account of September 8th, the day Navarra died, didn't match up to evidence found on security footage. Aiello claim- claimed that he was... Uh, that he went by his stepdaughter's house to drop off a pizza. He spotted her driving by his home later in the day. Security footage, however, showed that his car was parked in, at her house from 3.12 to 3.30 p.m. Okay, 3.33 p.m. Navarra's car wasn't seen leaving the home. Mm. So police also found a Fitbit device on Navarra. 
They contacted Fitbit and they got the data. They discovered that her heartbeat spiked at 3.20 p.m. and then slowed down and stopped registering at 3.28. So they had, they had the, the time, time of, of the attack and the time of death Ooh, dear God. her Fitbit. And this was the same time frame that his vehicle was seen at her wow. house. You know, that's going to, Casey, uh, with the, the Apple Watches now, mm-hmm. they have even a more thorough suite of things like the Fitbit. So you're going to find this data being used in investigations more and more. Yeah. ALO attempted to provide an explanation for investigators' new discovery saying that he couldn't uh, have been with his stepdaughter when she was killed because she had walked him to his vehicle. Mm. He denied that he was present when she was killed and suggested that someone else might have been in the house. But authorities said they also located blood-stained clothes at his house, though he claimed that the blood was uh, from him frequently cutting himself. Uh, he was arrested on suspicion of murder last week. He's held without bond. This dude killed her. Yes. And they have the evidence. So that's pretty wild. I'd never heard of a Fitbit being used as evidence. But you're right, Steve. You'll see more and more of that stuff popping yeah. up. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the B-Fop for you this morning. Casey has given me some uh, movie screening passes. We have one of Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Uh, Goosebumps. And it's a family four-pack that I have to give away. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is for next Wednesday at the UA King of Prussia. Kathy Romano will be hosting the event. Let's take uh, five callers. I'm going to give away all that I have right now. 215-263-WMMR. Goosebumps 2 hits theaters on October 12th. We're going to take a break. We're getting set. The Glorious Sons perform live in the studio. Jim Kerr of Simple Minds is stopping by today. And when we get back, we're scheduled to have Reese Hoskins and Andrew Nair. here. From the Phils, they're going to be in the studio. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. We're welcoming two gentlemen to our studio this morning, one we spent some time with in the early spring uh, down in FLA, which is yeah. pretty cool. The other great. One, welcoming to our studio for the first time. Please welcome from your Philadelphia Phillies, Reese Hoskins and Andrew Knapp. Yeah! yeah. Gents, Thanks, good morning. Guys. Yeah, yeah, good morning. Good to have Andrew, nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for being here, Reese. We spent some time with in uh, spring training, which was uh, a really cool time, man. We had a, we had a blast going down there. We've been on the air for so long; it was the first time we'd gone to do something like that. And I was even a little reticent, like, "Is this going to work out?" It was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, it was, it was a great cool. time. It was Got wonderful. To hang out at the tiki bar up there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was thirty-five degrees. <laughs> yeah. like, God damn! When the we show sh- started, but like by the time the game rolled around, it was, it was nice. nice. It was it was nice. Yeah. But Next I, year we're bringing hat and gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I have a picture of me bundled up out there. <laughs> yeah. It was freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, uh, part of the reason the guys are here is there's the uh, Darren Dalton Foundation mm-hmm. golf outing, which is coming up on Monday, and that's at uh, Manufacturers uh, Country Club, which is a, a really cool place to play. I've played there before. And uh, both you guys are playing in the event? Yeah, we are. Yep. Okay. You decent golfers? Um, I like to think I am, but... Yeah. You know, I, I'm not. This guy can play a lot, but... Yeah. We assume that you guys can hit the ball a ton. Right off the tee, if you hit it straight, if I, yeah. if, if, you straight, yeah. if the golf swing shows up, yeah, Reese has got it straight. Mine's right, left, anywhere but straight. Okay, but got pretty good, pretty good yardage. All right, that's cool. Right, left's not bad. <laughs> as long as you're on that's the course, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, nice. that's why they leave so many acres available. Yeah, you can play the other fairways. Yeah, you exactly. can. <laughs> you totally There's can. Wrong with that. It's like bowling it's, down the wrong alley. It's yeah. totally within the rules. So yeah. if, if you got it, you got it. That's cool. Uh, well, listen, uh, the event uh, details are available at uh, DarylDaltonFoundation.org. Any other team members playing or just you two guys that you know of? I think it's just the two of yeah. us, right? Okay. Former players. Former yeah. players. Lots yeah. of former guys yeah. would be there, I'm sure. Um, but uh, listen, obviously the season was not what you wanted to, it to be. But, Reese, I read this. I didn't hear this. 
I think this is a really cool, classy thing that you did. You took the mic before the final game of the season and addressed the crowd? Yes, I did. Okay. And was that your idea? Or were you asked to do that? Or um, I was asked to do it. Okay. Um, I know it's a tradition every year that, that someone from the team kind of addresses the crowd. It's Fan Appreciation Day. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of thanking the fans for, for their support. Um, obviously, it was a little tough this year with yeah. how the season ended. Yeah. Um, you can't, can't really get rid of that. Um, but it was cool. There was, what, there was 35,000 there on the last yeah, day, day. Which, That's a good day. It was, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good yeah. crowd. We, you, um, you know what? I mean, honestly, and we we talked about this, and we were at the, the promise of, of say, uh, spring training. And th- there was a stretch there where things were on fire. I think I think the fans have every reason. You know, it's the old adage. Well, next year. Well, next year. Sure. I think they have every reason to be confident for, for next year. There was, a, there was a level and a run of play yep. that indicates... Something really solid here. It was exciting. It's, it's exciting. It's yeah. just the nature of the beast, and that's the sport itself. That things can go this way, but it, it's. Um, I think there's every. I, do you? You have to no, feel 100%. every reason to be positive. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, we're we're young too, and we're only going to get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I know Gabe at the beginning of the season stressed that we all kind of stay take a, a small step forward, which I think a lot of us did. Most yeah. of us did, if not all of us. Um, that we are going to be pretty exciting, and I think that kind of holds true for next year as well. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at your record at the end of the uh, 2017 season compared to the end of the 2018 season, there's uh, an obvious uh, improvement and and a big improvement. I want to ask you, though, Reese, because uh, you've been at the plate, been down Mm 0-2, and, you know, you hit one out of the park. And I want to ask about your stress level when you're down 0-2 at a pivotal point in the game and uh, and your stress level when you have to address thirty five thousand people on a microphone. <laughs> I would much rather be O two yeah. <laughs> in a stressful part of the game because I find myself in that situation a lot more than than talking on a microphone. Yeah, people. you've got a good voice though. You've got good tonal quality. I think commanding. I think you got all the necessary tools. No, no offense to anybody in here, but I've been told I got a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. No, trust us. Look at us. Besides Kathy and Marissa, we're a circus. You know, some people uh, under pressure, they, they kind of, they perform better. They, You know what I mean? It, it kind of sure. juices them. Do you guys, do you get that sensation from time to time, either one of you? Yeah, I think uh, in order to be a professional athlete, you have to have that in some way, shape, or form. Um, some guys have it more than others. Yeah. Um, like this guy sitting next to me. I mean, he's come up clutch multiple times, but I think our team in general really likes performing under pressure. Yeah. Um, we kind of done that throughout the minor leagues when we yeah. played together and now at this level. Being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, Andrew, you're getting married in two weeks. Is that correct? That is correct. Wow. Hey. What, what type of pressure is associated with, yeah. the, weather, with the wedding? So much. So okay. Much. No, it's, uh, it's really exciting. Where's it going to take place? Uh, Napa Valley. Oh, nice. Oh. And, uh, gorgeous. How many guys from the team are going to be able to make it? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, Reese is going to be there. Um, we got a good group. We're a pretty close knit group, so it's yeah. fun. When you put the wedding on the calendar, were you just not expecting to be in the playoffs at this particular time of year, or did you? Sleep? No, we we <laughs> made sure Game Seven World Series is uh, two days after that. So okay, yeah, <laughs> no, it was we, two uh, days before, right? Two days before. November first, I think. Okay, all right. The World Series ends before my wedding. Yeah. Okay, started. all right, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Right, you just, yeah, just create the buffer and keep that in mind for next year for the second marriage. Yeah. Do you guys like watching um, the baseball playoffs? Do you, do you, or is it bittersweet? Is it um, is it still fun to watch? We, 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 tr- we tried to watch some of the games yesterday. Yeah. We were watching football. Um, it is it's, fun. It's, it's, it's exciting baseball. Um, obviously, there's a lot of 
strategy involved in these games, especially some of the wild card, but it, where it's winner take all. But I would say there's definitely a bittersweet aspect to it. Um, we, it's weird because we, and Preston talks about this. We all talk about this all the time. You guys, you're incentivized to win. You want to win. Of course. It's not, it's not like, eh, I'm going to phone no. it in. No, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no. Everything's Never. predicated on all. On you, there's every bit of momentum to win. Yeah. But not, you know, that's why there's not every team out there in the World Series at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Some people you know, lose. So, and I, I, I think of the Sixers and I think of that building process. You know, and I would say this uh, to Casey's point. I mean, not that we're here to to, to bang the drum on uh, the sure. season that was, but um, you know, I'd say you're you're on a curve. You guys are even exceeding the Sixers' trajectory as far as where you're heading towards. You know? Yeah, we took we took a lot of big steps forward this year. We really did. Yeah. Um, and we're like I said, we're only going to get better. Uh, guys are getting more experience. Guys are getting older, and usually with that. Um, Guys usually tend to perform better. Yeah. You know what? I mean, Kapler caught some crap this year. No question about that on social media and so forth and uh, and, and regular media on top of that. But I, I've always said, like you said, Steve, I mean, this is your job. You, your motivation to win <laughs> is making money, yeah. keeping your job, and all that stuff. And I, you can't lump all of that onto somebody not beating you up enough uh, to force you to perform. In fact, sometimes that can be counterproductive. It can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. And yeah. there is a time and place for that. Uh, but more often than not, that's usually not the best way to go about it. Do you, do you envy uh, the uh, the 16-game season of, like, <laughs> football? <laughs> um, football? I don't envy, I'm sure, how their body feels after, what is it, week four? That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it, it's I mean, such a different dynamic, though, because every game in the NFL season is so important, and you can lose a, a few here and there in, in baseball. It's a long season. If you, if you go through a slump for a week, you can correct. But if you lose a game in the NFL, it has this, um, it just percentage-wise, more of an implication as to how the rest of the season and the postseason is going to go. And and just as a Phillies fan, like for me, it was so exciting to see the six weeks plus or so that you guys were in first place to care about baseball in this town again in, in August and September um, and to be excited about the future. I, I know, as to echo what Preston was saying, the amount of crap that Kapler caught, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody driven to win the way that that guy has. He seems so serious about taking steps forward it, it every move by Kapler at least from an outsider perspective seems calculated do you think that that's accurate I think 100% accurate yeah um <clears throat> he's got an a personality you know he <laughs> and then some yeah he he <laughs> wants to win more than anyone I've ever, yeah. I've ever met um and puts it out there yeah like and, and that's not to say that we don't either but you know, there's there's a different level to cap for sure. You got to remember, he has the courage to wear a speedo. So yeah. that's, uh, that's yeah. very true. <laughs> but hey. even his speaking style is deliberate. He, there are no ums and ahs in what he says. It's just he 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 knows what he's going to say before he says it, and then he delivers a message. And I would assume that that carries over to the dugout to the to the locker room. Thousand percent. Um, the confidence that that guy instills in everybody around him um, is unlike any other human being I've ever been around. Wow. And I think it's pretty cool to have that, like you said leading us in the dugout, in your manager's office, in the clubhouse, um, and just as a in a personal relationship with him, which is cool. Um, speaking of the Speedo thing, uh, Steve, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you guys get a lot of perks uh, working for the team. Oh, yeah. Have they given you any of the underwear from the oh, fan shop? Uh, These guys love, they won't stop talking about the underwear. It's the most comfortable the underwear shop. in the world. Yeah. What's yeah, the brand? I've never heard of this. I, so, you know, the boxer brief is what I, I love. It's yeah. the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. 
Well, now I gotta try. I it. kid yeah. you not. Mm-hmm. This is like the third time this week they've mentioned how comfortable <laughs> yeah. the underwear is. Let me so tell you, comfortable. This is my description: two up, right? balls, no strikes. <laughs> 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 it's so comfortable that it's like forty bucks a pair or something. Oh, like it that. ain't cheap. Yeah. And They're that's, not cheap. These guys can get yeah. it for free. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. So. <laughs> um, um, so I've um, I've been uh, wearing the flat brim lately. I don't know if you guys have uh, yes. noticed my my hat. No, um, not at all. Part of your hip hop career. As part, no, but you guys have the flat brim as well. The, you know, I'm wearing the 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 same kind of hat that you guys wear, type of hat that you guys wear, and and eventually, with you don't, you're not supposed to curve the brim. Eventually, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the hats they're wearing right now don't have. I'm flat talking about their baseball they, hats, their game hats. Yeah. Um, but the brim will curve on its own, correct? If you don't touch it. Um. I give mine a little bend. Yeah, you do. I, I give mine a bend too. So the pros uh-huh. bend theirs, case. Uh, I'm just just a little bit. Though. I'm just trying. Listen, I want to be like these guys. My <laughs> nephew told me because I had had stickers on my hat, Ooh, and he's like, that. "Yo, that's well, that's what he said." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, baseball players don't keep don't leave stickers on their hat." I'm like, "Okay, I'll take your stickers on my hat." I hate the flat brim. I oh. know you do. Yeah. Uh, Get with the times, kid. Yeah. <laughs> what, me? Yeah. I'm talking to professional baseball players. Yeah. Yeah. saying you need to give it a little bend. Yeah. If you want to look like Justin bend. Bieber, keep the flat brim. Yeah. Right. Uh, Andrew, I have to ask you, when you're uh, when, when you're at the plate and you're, you know, uh, you're doing your job, you're catching, do you chatter a little bit? You you, you throw some uh, yeah. you throw something around a little bit? Yeah, I try to get conversation going. Is it, uh, it, do you go into it blindly and whatever hits you at the time, or do you know who you're going to be playing and you know some guys with some stuff you can throw at them a little bit? You always know other people on the team. Yeah, um, you come up playing against these guys, playing with them. So you kind of have little inside jokes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like to talk up the umpire, see if I can get something going. Oh, really? Yeah. Like kiss her ass a little bit? No. Like it's, how it's would you like a hundred dollars? How would you like one hundred dollars? <laughs> Some of these old guys really don't like chatting but if you get a younger umpire who you maybe you've had in the minor leagues you can talk them up and what about joe west relationship mm. joe west uh <laughs> your relationship uh, you're both laughing when i mentioned yeah. his name cowboy <laughs> joe west hated among phillies fans but respected among players um yeah i think joe's been doing it for yeah, such a long I mean, time you, you have respect to respect the fact him yeah but the sooner that he dies the better <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but Andrew, so are you looking for maybe a little relaxation in the strike zone by uh, uh, by striking something up with them a little bit? For sure, yeah. I think that makes sure. sense. Why not? It's yeah. not, not illegal. It's, you're, you're just simply it's yeah. a, you're extending a common, you're, you're being civil. They really yeah. can't anymore because now, I mean, with the technology they have on, on TV, they... They have this little box, and they they know, you know, when, when the pitch goes across the plate, they know exactly if it's in the strike zone, yeah. you know, fully or, you know, just a hair on the strike zone. So, um, you know, they, they have, I guess they have, you know, people to answer to after that. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. You, who, who, I mean, ultimately, so the, the, elect, the electronic reassessment of the, the pitch will, does that. Usurp everything, or will it's, it's can the good, umpire override? That? It's a good question. I, you know, not just with baseball umpires, but you know, any sort of uh, you know professional sports. Um, you know, there, there's such a microscope on every call that they make now that uh, that they. I, I don't want to say that it was lawless before, but but now <laughs> it was the Wild West. Well, but you know, now they really have to to answer for it. Mm. Definitely, I think you see a lot less uh, people getting thrown out of games now, just because of that. There's. What are you going to argue? You know, there's the challenge play now. So mm. if the call's wrong, you you just go to challenge. the video, challenge yeah. it, and it and it changes. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think we had a single guy get thrown out this year. I don't think we year. did either. Have no, you ever been thrown out of a game, either of you two? Mm, I not try. in the big leagues. You try. <laughs> you try? <laughs> you got to try. <laughs> no, yeah. not, 
but you've had it did. you've had it in the minors andrew yeah i was mm. good for two a year coming up no kidding <laughs> yeah but it's the minor league umpires are not very good <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot of these guys though and not not listen they're they're professionals they are where they are because of because they're they're good at what they do but a lot of times even sometimes people get in around the sport and Preston talks about some you know Sometimes the groundskeepers even are it's their little fiefdom, it's their little oh, thing yeah. that oh, they yeah. control, yep. and they they get you know cantankerous, and so you know I assume you have to slalom a lot of those, you know those egos. Yeah, definitely on a daily and basis. Like Naf said that you know he talks to the umpires, <laughs> tries to establish some sort of relationship. I do the same thing at first base because yep. the guy that's on first base, the umpire, the next day he's behind the plate. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. So like. And you know, you know how to you, you learn how to talk to these guys. Every guy responds to different things, or some guys don't like to talk at all. Yeah, um, and you learn that. And do you ever say, "Okay, be that way"? <laughs> <laughs> but more so, like I'm sorry, with, with the players, I'm sure you have to do your research on the players. It's not you know, um, you know, unlike a comedian who's got to go up and roast somebody. Uh, you need to know. As much as, you, especially for you, Andrew, if you want to kind of throw them off, you know, while they're while they're at bat, you know, just kind of throwing something at them that they're not expecting. Man, your ass stinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, or <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like you know, I, I don't even know. I don't know how um, cutthroat you can get when you're when you're digging on somebody. Well, I think it depends. Like like Nav said, we play against these guys up through the minor leagues, so you kind of I mean, you see them five, six, seven times a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, for three or four days at a time. So you kind of have not really a personal relationship, but you play against them. So little things that happen in the game, you guys talk about that, you make jokes, and, oh, remember this, or I don't know. It's just little conversations that happen in a span of, what, 15 hey, seconds? They're kindred spirits. Hey, Andrew, would, would making somebody, would pissing somebody off or, or making someone laugh, I mean, like really saying something funny, be just as effective as pissing somebody off, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think uh, sometimes I'll just try to throw like a nickname out there even though i've never met a person <laughs> yeah and then they'll be like wait did we wait. meet <laughs> and then, and then the, the ball comes and oh then... dude you actually you could you could you know yeah, I, yeah and you know it's funny because if we're talking about it now i'm sure teams have invested money in figuring out what psychologically <laughs> i'm yeah. sure they even though i mean yeah. this how many how many decades of the game has existed and somebody in some office said we need you to talk to a hypnotherapist here <laughs> yeah you know, I could see, but it'd be great. Just, uh, you don't even know the guy. Hey, teabag, what's going on? <laughs> teabag, do I know you? <laughs> but is there a point then when you can't do that? Like it's known, like if it's, it's you know, a close game or, 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 you know, something like that, extra innings. Is there a time where it's like, okay, fun and games are over. We're just going to play. I think certain times you're just more focused on what's going on than yeah. trying to have a conversation. I wouldn't say can't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How's your Spanish, Andrew? For the uh, Muy bien. Yeah. <laughs> Some fluid. Uh, there you go. Uh, I got, I'm, I'm convinced. pretty good with baseball Spanish. Yeah, right? yeah baseball okay. Spanish is, is uh, <laughs> it was Spanglish pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, it's got, is it about half the team that speaks Spanish as their native language at this point? I would say close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of one of the Spanish-speaking players, uh, Carlos Santana obviously was a first baseman for most of the part of uh, most of the year this season. But Reese, there was some uh, talk toward the end of the season that you may play first more next year. Is that uh, is that accurate? Do you know? Is it way too all, far off and uh, to even make a call like that? Well, I would say that first of all. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, to be honest with you, and I don't know if the organization does either. Obviously, that we have a whole off season ahead of us. Um, they could add players. They could subtract players. Um, would you like know. to? Would I like to play first base if the opportunity was there? Yeah, there's a hundred percent. There's just more comfort there. I've played it my whole life. 
Um, I miss the dirt. Yeah. I do. Uh, there's just a lot more action. Um, seem to be a little bit more into the game just because you're touching the ball a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah. You're a critical step. Well, everyone's a critical step, but you're the first step. I told I told Matt Klintak this. I told Gabe this. Like, as long as I get to step in the right-handed batter's box <laughs> three or four times a day, I don't really care where I play. Okay. All right. It's not like you suck in left, though, you know? Well, I mean, it's getting better, but I'm it, like I said, the comfort level at first base is just is a lot more just because I have more experience. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to try a little competition between you two, okay? We're talking about, uh, you know, hurling insults. And Marissa <laughs> has, uh, she has uh, gotten together some clips from baseball movies, insults from baseball movies. And we're going to see which one of you does better at this. So I'm going to give you a buzzer. Each one of you has a buzzer. So what you're going to do is hold it up to the microphone like this. <laughs> <laughs> hit that if you think you know the answer. So, Andrew, right. I'm going to give you that one. And, Reese, cool. you're going to get this one. All right. So how's your how's your movie, um, and specifically baseball movie, knowledge? I would say my baseball movie knowledge is better than my general movie, general movie knowledge. Than your rom-com. I think I'm going to get okay. killed at this game. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> Andrew's not They might both it. suck. All right. <laughs> we'll find out. So, uh, yeah, we've got some baseball insults. Casey, give me some uh, some theme music to play here in the background. Thank you very much. Okay, so when you know the answer, hit the buzzer. Hold that up real close to the microphone, and uh, whoever gets the an- whoever buzzes in first gets the answer. If you get it incorrect, then the other guy has a chance to steal a point. All right. And I think we have ten of these, and we'll just see how well you guys do. So here we go. Here is the first one. Listen closely. Man, that ball get out of here in a hurry. You know, anything travels that far out of have a damn stewardess on it, don't you think? That was Reese. Reese. That's Bull Durham. Bull Durham, he got it right. That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely correct. All right. Turn your buzzer around backwards. So because the speaker's on the bottom there. Okay, all right. All right. So <laughs> one nothing Reese. All right, here we go. Next insult. You want to ever tell you, you look like a penis with a little hat on? Oh, You're out of here! Oh, no, right no, now, no, Jimmy, I heard that. Misunderstood. <laughs> You miss. <laughs> All right, Andrew. A league of their own. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. I love how he says in that you misunderstood me. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a penis uh, with a little hat on. I got, I got you, Preston. All right, Case. Next clip, please. Uh, All right. right. Here we go. Here we go. Next. That is a bunt. B u n t. The catcher is supposed to pick up the bunt and throw it to first base. Okay. That one, you guys. Probably, you're probably way too old for you guys. I don't, I don't Any know. Any guesses? All right, Reese. I'm going to guess the natural. No, no, it's not the natural. Oh, I don't think I know this one. The Bad News Bears. Oh, the original. Oh, like 1970. Oh, by the way, with Matt Powell. That's Matt Powell. Okay. Okay. So the, the, the remake is yeah, nowhere remake. near as good as the, uh, the that, original. That movie was, <laughs> when it came out, we couldn't believe it. Well, the, the kids the were talking like they Kids did were talking movie. like that. And by the way, it was completely accurate yeah. to Little League, at least the, my Little League experience. He's drinking beer, yeah, yeah. driving them around <laughs> yeah, in his. In his convertible, and the, the one the one Spanish kid won't use a cup because he thinks it's birth control. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah. All right, here's the next one. All right, so far one one. Here we go. Hey, I bet you're a good catcher of donuts in your mouth. <laughs> All right, Andrew, bench warmers. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Knapp in the lead against Reese Hoskins, two to one. All right, next clip. Here we go. Hey, Dixon, I saw your wife on television, too. Yeah, yeah she sure is an ugly bitch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she sure is an ugly bitch. I'm sure you guys don't know that one either. Uh, play it again. All right, when we play again? Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Hey, Dixon, I saw your wife on television, too. Yeah? Yeah, she sure is an ugly bitch. Hey. Andrew, you're going to use that? Because that's a catcher right there. That's yeah, a good that's one, yeah. John Candy is playing that part. Uh, you guys probably don't know it. It's a Brewster's Millions. Oh. What is in a baseball movie? But, well, I guess, yes, you know what? Because yeah, Brewster was. was a pitcher. Yep. And they were minor leaguers, and they wanted to play the Cubs, I think, right? Yes. Or no, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he wore a Cubs hat. That's right. All right, next clip. Here we go. So far, two to one. Uh, Andrew leads Reese. Here we go. Well, you may run like maze, but you hit like. All right, Andrew, Major League. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> New Brown, three to one. Uh, hang on. Here Getting the heater, Ricky. <laughs> that guy's voice. Yep. All right. Here's the next one. Park me. You're a great ball player, and I'd just like to say, you're standing on the tracks and the train's coming through butthead. Oh. <laughs> Did you know it? He knows it. Yeah, right. It's another catcher. I'll give you that hint. Mm. Play it again. All right, here we go. Parkman, you're a great ball player, and I'd just like to say, you're standing on the tracks and the train's coming through butthead. He buzzed in. Is that Are Major you- League Two? It is! <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> Butt head. <laughs> Four to one. Uh, here is the next one. Here we go. Got any naked pictures of your wife? <laughs> <laughs> well, then the follow-up line is, want to see some? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anybody know that one? Hmm. No. No. Oh. That's, that's a tough one, too. That's Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball. Tom Selleck. Yes. Uh, played that. It's a pretty decent movie. He goes to Japan, He goes right? to Japan yeah. because his, his game is, is not where it should be and he needs to go work on it, so they send him over to Japan. All right, uh, here's the next one. Pitcher's got a big butt. Pitcher's got a big butt. Pitcher's got a big butt. All right, Reese. It's not saying what? No. No, it is not saying what? It's the natural. Andrew. <laughs> you can no. steal. I don't think they're any. Oh, all right. League of their own? No. Oh. Rookie of the year. Rookie oh. of the year. I thought it was the obnoxious kid in League of Their Own, too. So, yeah. Oh, no. That's the, you're going to lose. Uh, still well. Still well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. How many more do we have, Case? Uh, just two. All right. Two more. All right. Here we go. You Bob Grapples in the toilet. And you all right. like it. That was Andrew. Sandlot. That's Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah. That's the number one. That's my number one. That's your number, number one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Reese, you have a number one? Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Great movie. I, for me, it's I, I have to go the more emotional. It has to be uh, The Natural and uh, and then on a peripheral level, Field of Dreams. No way. Sandlot. Uh, oh, you guys are going to think I'm a total wuss. You know what one of my favorite oh, movies is? Oh, I know it is. is. What? Yeah. For the love of the game. The love, love of the game, game is a That's great a good movie. One. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. his whole, you know, when he's on the mound, he goes, clear the mechanism. And everything <laughs> just <laughs> blurs out. All right, here we go. Last one. Oh, <laughs> Funky butt loving. Did he say funky butt loving? Oh. <laughs> Here's a hint. We've already played a clip from that movie. Yes, and yeah. you got it wrong. All right, Reese. Sandlot. No. Oh. <laughs> Andrew? I don't know it. Uh, that was Rookie of the rookie Year as well. Rookie of the Year. Nonetheless, oh. oh. we got a winner. Andrew Knapp kicked the crap out of Reese Hodgins. Yeah. Yeah. Five to one in the baseball movie insults. So we got to win. Uh, yes. I, I have some questions for you about uh, what you guys do in the off season. Um, you know, how often do, will you pick up a bat and, uh, and, and and swing? And do you have, like, that sort of stuff in your backyard, at your house? 
The first, I think the first thing I'm going to do is rewatch all these baseball movies. <laughs> there we go. I think that's probably wise. Um, normally, I won't pick up a bat until December 1st. Okay. Maybe yeah. Post Thanksgiving. After that, yeah. That's um, usually to attack the Amazon guy. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my packages? Because, uh, you got to have a, a, a mental break and a physical break. It's just, it's so, it's such a long season, I mean, including spring training. And then, you know, if you do make it to the playoffs, it's just, it's a long ass year that is taxing, right? Yeah, I'll let Nap go because mine's a little bit different. This off season, I'm going to Japan for a couple weeks okay. um, to play over there. Like Mr. So Baseball. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> really get to take as much time off as I. You would usually have you been to Japan before? Never have. Ah, oh, that's, that's one wait. of my bucket yeah, list destinations. Yeah, but the normal off season is like. Yeah, I mean, I I won't think or look at a baseball for probably two to three weeks at least. Um, you, you're you'll be you're newlywed at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be honeymooning, which will yeah. be great. Um, but then I'll come back and. Definitely get in the gym before I start doing any baseball activity. Yeah. How does your shoulder feel if you haven't thrown a baseball for, let's say, a month, and then you throw one for the first time? Is there like a? Because I know as, a, as an older man, as a forty-three year old man, I, I I really when I have a catch with my son, every single time I need to. All right, let's just have a little soft toss for yeah. a second here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Honestly, yeah. usually it feels great. Yeah, really, especially the first time. Okay, I don't know. I don't. You definitely have to build up to get ready for spring. So definitely after the first that, throw, yeah. do you guys have blood in your stool like case does? <laughs> Uh, give it time, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, Reese, you hit 34 home runs this season. Do you have any? I know, Preston. I know you want to wrap it up. Uh, but uh, well, You need to. Anyway, at, go ahead. Any goals for next season, like maybe flipping those numbers and making it 43? 43. So you're calling it first. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm okay with that. Okay. Right, yeah, cool. At spring okay training, I don't think you shouted out Casey, even though he asked you to when we were down on the broadcast. You're supposed you, to do a you're double supposed to hit home run, and, yeah. then, and then did I hit a home run? That you day? didn't. Well, see, that's why I didn't. Cesar Hernandez did it. I was feeling it. So I had done BP earlier that morning with Cesar's bat. He hit a home run with that bat mm. later on that okay. day. It's magic, well, magic. 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 All right. I'm sure we're probably going to be down there spring training again Can't next wait. year. So uh, we'll uh, hopefully be seeing you guys. All right, thanks for coming by today. The golf outing is on Monday. It is the Darren Dalton Foundation golf outing. It's at Manufacturers Country Club. If you want to get on board, you can go to DarrenDaltonFoundation.org. And then, Andrew, you're going to be a guest bartending in Phoenixville on Sunday. Is that right? That is correct, yeah. It's a part of the Darren Dalton Foundation as it well. Is, yes. yes. Oh, that's awesome. Come out, watch the game. That's uh, very cool. Do you know the yeah. hours? Uh, four to eight. Okay, so uh, yeah. Eagle, during the Eagles game, yeah. Great American Pub okay. and, uh, in Phoenixville on Sunday. Yep, perfect. Excellent. All right, man, thank you, guys. Appreciate you coming by. Yeah, Enjoy the offseason, and we'll see you soon, all right? Yeah, appreciate all right, it. It's here for Andrew yeah. and Reese Hoskins, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. we got some live music here in the studio. The Glorious Sons are getting set up. They are playing at the Fillmore on Saturday, and we're also going to have the lead singer of Simple Minds, Jim Kerr, a guy who I've always wanted to meet, coming by this morning as well. Be back in a second. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
our next guests are playing tomorrow night. They, today's their day off. And I bet they thought they were going to sleep in. <laughs> we're screwing it up for them. Sorry, guys, but we are we are glad that you're here. Uh, we would like to. They're they're currently touring, supporting their album "Young Beauties and Fools." We've been playing their song "Sawed Off Shotgun" here on MMR. The Fillmore tomorrow night is where you will see the band. So we'd like to welcome Brett, Jay, and Chris from the Glorious Sun. Yeah. This morning, guys. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So, uh, Brett is a singer of the band. So, uh, you've got the most difficult job this morning as singers in the early morning have a rough go at it. But you sounded great in the warm ups. Talk to Chris. He might, he might disagree. (laughs) He might disagree. (laughs) Chris? Going. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I saw Chris in the green room, and I, I wasn't sure if he was alive or not. No, no, but we we held a mirror under his mouth, and, and it he seemed okay. Yeah. No, we we appreciate you guys coming in this morning. Have you been through Philadelphia ever? Yeah, uh, yeah. you have. Yeah, three or four times. Okay, cool. Is it a, is it a town you like coming to? Look yeah. forward to? Nice. Yeah. I mean, I love Rocky. So, Rocky. <laughs> that's, that's, Rocky fan. Honestly, that's all we have. The Liberty Bell and Rocky and cheesesteaks. One it's, and but, two is beautiful. There we go. I don't understand. Agreed. <laughs> it's classic. Agreed. Classic film. Yeah. Uh, where do you guys hail from? Kingston, Ontario, Canada. King- Ontario. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not unlike we get some of the stereotypes of, uh, of Philadelphia. When you mention to people you're from Canada, to, to Americans, what, do you, what, what comes back at you? Hockey. Yep. I don't know. Beaver tails, maybe. <laughs> beaver, beaver tails. <laughs> Pleasantness is always. Have a... beaver tails I, I have. I didn't really care for them. It's just a. It's just a really thin, long donut. Yeah, it's kind of like a funnel cake type of thing yeah. or donut, and they put a zeppelin. They right. Well, they, and then they load like chocolate syrup on yeah. there, and put it's all like kinds of stuff on there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a beaver tail. So you get beaver tails, poutine, maybe. Poutine. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Any song inspirations in there about that stuff? Not, not directly. <laughs> but there's a bit of poutine well, in everything yeah, you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned I mentioned the song "Sawed Off Shotgun," and it's it's a new it's new to us here at MMR. We've been playing it, and I haven't had enough time to uh, to spend any time with the lyrics. We get so much music that's played after you hear a song a few times, then you start to maybe delve into what the song's about. At first, it's we're looking for me personally on a, uh, a connection level. You know, do I like this melody? Do I want to learn a little bit more about it? What What is that song in particular about? Uh, it's about a lot of things. Uh, it's kind of about the dealing with the anxieties of 2018, mm. but in a very personal way. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of just about, uh, it's about life and... Um, I don't know, without delving into specifics. Specific yeah, okay. Details. Um, well, you know, it's funny because like, comedians, a lot of times we had a, you know, we've had a, we have a lot of comedians through here and a lot of the comedy comes from a, a place of pain and we always tend to think that the, the best art tends to come from something emotionally wrought, but that's not always the case, is it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, Shotgun is kind of about, you know, the things that nobody wants to talk about. Right, um, right. I mean, art can be really fun. Yeah. Art can be really sad and really fun at mm-hmm. the same time. That's, that's what you're meant to do. You're here to connect with people. You know, it, it, it's funny because a lot of people will use, we talk, we, we always, we, we're, we focus a lot on music and the impact of music and how much it means. And a lot of times, you as musicians will provide a conduit for people to express their feelings to other people. When you write, does that ever enter into your notion that this might be a way that someone gets it can articulate something they don't know how to to someone? Uh definitely. I mean, not that specifically, but yeah. I mean, 
I hear a lot of artists saying that they're writing for themselves. Right. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think you're writing to connect with people. Right. And I mean... Looking for something common. Yeah, you put something down on paper that somebody else can feel. Yeah. So somebody can understand you a little bit more. And I mean, that's all I'm trying to do myself. Yeah. Well, you guys are definitely connecting in, in your native land, and you're, and you're making waves here in the U.S. I know you, you've won uh, some Juno Awards. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been together? I mean, obviously, you've had tremendous success in Canada. Seven years. Seven years? Yeah, seven years now. Okay. Does yeah. it feel like it's been that long? It depends when you ask us. I mean, <laughs> what time of the year is it? After this tour, it's going to feel that long. Yeah. yeah. Right I bet you if you ask Chris, he'll say yes. Right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, now, we hear this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, were you contacted by uh, one Mick Jagger? We were, we were contacted by somebody in the Stones camp. I mean, I didn't answer a phone call personally. Okay. Jagger. I, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I could really yeah. grasp that. Your head would have detonated right. a la scanners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exploded. Yeah. So what, what's what's in the works there? Well, we played a show with them Yeah. Um, in Marseille, France. Uh, 59,000 people. Um, it was gigantic. It was amazing. I mean, it went really fast. It was a huge blur. Um, I'm sure. But, I mean... Nothing in the works as of yet for anything else, but um, well, one leads to two. Well, true honor. So you're oh, you, you're a band opening for the Stones, yeah. In preparation of that show, in the back of your mind, are like maybe you know maybe Keith and I will hit it off, you know? <laughs> or, or will I even see those guys at all? Those type of things running through your mind. Definitely. Okay. Let's go have some poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we met them for like I don't know, fifty-five seconds, maybe. Okay. Fifty. You guys did a meet and greet, and they, yeah. <laughs> and they were kind of like you would expect them to be. Really? Yeah, yeah they were. Keith Richards seemed like Keith Richards. That's awesome. I, that's what you want. Yeah. You would hate if he came in and said, this is a wonderful opportunity, gentlemen, and it's so <laughs> thrilling. And I'm a fan of Canada and all that it's delivered to the world. And we just look forward to a very mutual experience. I kind of get the feeling, though, that Mick Jagger is so powerful that even if you didn't have his number stored in your phone, if he ever did call you, it would just come up as Mick Jagger calling right, you. Like his right, name yes. would be on the phone yeah, as yeah. he called you. Mm -hmm. it, it, and he could what, call from a pay phone. Yeah. And yeah. it'll still come up, it'll as, Mick come up as Mick Jagger. Yeah. 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 And then after the show was over, did you guys get to chat with him at all? It was after the show. Oh, it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we got out there and... After our show. Yeah, after our show. And it was before their show. And um, they took us to this room and we waited for like 10 minutes and kind of got a little jittery and sure they walked in and uh jay they they had these pla placemats on the ground for these photos that so they need they have these placemats like it says mick jagger and then band member keith richards band member wow so like the setup of the photo oh, that's wow. a cool idea and uh we need that <laughs> jay gets jay gets right beside keith and because he, he's been the biggest Keith fan yeah, yeah. I've ever known. He's my brother. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get right beside Keith. <laughs> Keith Richards walks and he's like, nobody can see these freaking things anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and stands right beside me. Oh, oh man, Jay. Yeah. Oh. tough for me, too. Yeah. Oh, I even offered the, the place to It was a little weird. Like, oh, and they're man. the ones that provided the match. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they couldn't wow. leave them. Oh, that's awesome. But that's a perfect story. Yeah. Well, well listen, we're excited that you guys are here. You're playing the gig tomorrow night, but you're going to play a song for us now. What are yeah. we going to hear from you? You guys want to play uh, Josie? Come down. Come down. You want to play oh. Come Down? Okay. Yeah. Come Down? Come Down. And yeah. this is from the, the current album? Yeah.
All right, well, let's check it out. and fools, uh, come down. This is Glorious Sons on 93.3 WMMR. Daddy's credit card, come on, let's get it high. Don't give up now, for God's sakes. I ain't sleeping when we're breaking on the edge of a day. Don't you wanna make this feeling last a while? You got the money. And I got the heart I know a guy that delivers to these parts So don't you come down on me Don't you come down on me Don't you come down on me Tonight One more for the road, kid Let's go down to the water And get out of our heads Standing by the shore You can hear the lake breathe The feeling takes you hostage It's rushing from your heart To the palm of my hands We can make this little prison city feel free You got the money and I got the heart I know a guy that delivers to these parts So don't you calm down on me Don't you come down on me Don't you come down on me Tonight We're gonna be just fine
93.3 WMMR. I'll read you a text. It says, holy smokes, my panties just slid right off my body. <laughs> that guy's crazy. That guy's nuts. <laughs> that guy is crazy. I kid you not. It's right it here. It says it right there. It says, swoon, yeah. holy smokes, my panties just slid right off my body. <laughs> that voice. It's really nice to hear. Thank Isn't that you. nice to hear this early in the morning? You should do something with an underwear. You know, Victoria's <laughs> Secret. That yeah, person's yeah. number is 267 <laughs> And, and a lot of people uh, commenting as well, hey, remind everybody they rock, too. Yes. Okay, so yeah. this is a ballad you're playing. Yeah, I mean, we do it We do it differently in the radio stations and the kind of low-key performances. We like to kind of strip the songs back and show them in another way. Well, okay. you know, the, I mean, honestly, the, the, the bands that can, a lot of times, can rock the hardest, can deliver the most, you know, yeah. powerful ballads. It, I, you, um, you got the chops. It, it transcends all the different well, variations. They're written in a bedroom, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on a stage, right? I personally love the sound of the keyboard, and I don't know what setting that is. I don't know. Um, it's panty dropper. Panty dropper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the dial sent to panty drop. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Stephen, I pointed out your your keyboard looks like a, a photon torpedo from uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty exactly cool. Like yeah. that. Pretty cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Uh, so uh, I, I want to read a, a tweet. It was from you guys. It was the first week of your tour, which started uh, right at the end of September, I believe. Uh, it says, first week of tour. Every effing show and city has been amazing. Lots of Madden 19 being played. You guys ah, are gamers? Yeah, big Buffalo Bills fan. Okay, yeah. all right. They're terrible in that game. Well, you got to meet our, uh, yeah, our, our, our program director is a big Bills fan. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Also wrote, uh, Packer is practicing the art of unlearning how to read. I assume Packer's your drummer, right? Yes. And that's uh, that's Adam uh, Paquette. Uh, but he's <laughs> practicing the art of unlearning how to read. He's doing pretty well. <laughs> He'll be completely illiterate by the end of the tour? Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah. It says, uh, hereditary skill. Guard me for life. Yeah. And oh, the horror this, movie. This is the most uh, intriguing one. Patrick Swayze, she's like the wind. Try it. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful <laughs> song. He sings it. No, not live. live. Is it better live? It's beautiful. I mean, he looks like he acts while he's singing it. Really? I mean, she's like her. the wind. Yeah, okay. man. We're, we're big fans. Uh, by the way, our boss, Bill Weston, is not here today because he drove up to Buffalo to watch the Bills game this weekend. Okay. No, Patrick oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we have, have Patrick Swayze on the monitor. Hey, didn't he write it as well? I think so. Chris, he wrote it, right? I think so, yeah. With, I think the girl that he duets with. And I think he only ever put out one song, and it was like a giant smash, and yeah. just swayzed out again. <laughs> <laughs> what a great verb. Swayzed out. out. Swayzed uh, out. Oh, we need to spread that one around. I like that, yeah. Uh, Well, listen, the guys in uh, Glorious Sons are performing at the Fillmore. It is tomorrow night. The show is at 8 o'clock, so you got the rest of the day to chill and tomorrow. So uh, get out and enjoy the city if you can a little bit. So we thank you guys for coming by this early in the morning. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Good luck with everything. Brothers here for the Glorious Sons. Yeah! You're going to do another one? Yeah. Or you looked at me like, that's it? No. Do we have another one? We don't want to screw you up. Yeah. No, I... You want to... 
I mean, uh, you know, maybe have do some, you guys have you saying yes. She's like the wind? <laughs> no? Do we have time for another one? We do, we do, actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we just brought in a big kettle of poutine out there. So. Okay. All right. A kettle of poutine? Yeah. That's not the way you go. I know. We, we don't know. We don't know. There, there's your next album title, by kettle the way. Full kettle, kettle full of poutine. Kettle of poutine. Kettle of poutine. Yeah. I like it. Well, if well, you, you guys do... want to do another one, that'd be cool. Yeah, but if, but if you got to take off, it's it's cool as well. Want to flip a coin? Might as well play the hit. All right, play the song. There we go. Thought off shotgun. Hey, You're... JB, can you turn down the acoustic in my headphone a little bit? That was... I just put my tuner on. Like, yeah. After the last song. I, I <laughs> could tell. Is that what was going on? Yeah. You had it on your tuner? I turned to Casey. I'm like, I can't hear the guitar yeah. during mm. the whole song. Your piano. You don't need me. I thought it was us. Okay, all right, Gloria's, Gloria's Sons on MMR. Here we go. Yeah. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> no. Just play. Take my medicine 24 years in the gutter again I'm losing it I'm losing it Everybody's acting like they're all alright I can barely get myself to sleep at night I'm sick of it I'm sick of it Yeah, they sent the text man I lost my job and you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off, they took the car and I bought a side off shotgun. They sent the text, man. I lost my job and you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off, they took the car and I bought a side off shotgun. Rather be crazy than to take these pills. Being okay against my will I'm losing it I'm losing it Ain't a thing in this world that I'm gonna miss It's all fake smiles and leather jackets We're full of it We're full of it
Mr. Taxman, I lost my job and you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off, they took the car and I bought a side off shotgun. Yeah, this is the Taxman, I lost my job and you got hooked on oxycodone. They shut the lights off, they took the car and I bought a side off shotgun. Yeah, this is the Taxman. Yes, wow. ladies and gentlemen, that is it right there. The Glorious Sons on 93.3 WMMR. That is an awesome song. I'm glad we went for the second song. I'm glad as well. The first one was great. That it was, was great. No, both great. Fantastic. Uh, so they're going to be performing, like I said, at the Fillmore tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Uh, tickets start at 16 bucks. so this is going to be a really great show, and uh, I think you enjoy them. So if you have a chance, go check them out. Gentlemen, pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being Thanks here for this morning. Guys. We appreciate it. Let's hear it for him, guys. Yeah. Brett, Jay, and Chris from the Glorious Suns. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Here comes the MMR. What's going on? Thursday from 530 to 730, Marissa Magnata rocks the 7th Annual KOP Beer Fest Royale in the King of Prussia Mall parking lot. Featuring more than 20 of KOP's newest and hottest restaurants paired with different brewers to create complimentary food and drink samples. Info at KOPBeerFest.com. Join Nick McElwain Thursday from 7 to 9 as the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour takes over the Union Tap, 2711 Comley Road, Northeast Philly. Catch the game and win Eagles tickets and autograph helmet courtesy of Bud Light and Bud Light Philly Special T-shirts. Visit WMMR.com slash Philly Philly to see when the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour is coming to your neighborhood. MMR's Big Friggin' Deal. Enjoy a day at Sahara Sam's Oasis for just $17. Located in West Berlin. Berlin, Sahara Sands is New Jersey's largest indoor water park. Get this exclusive offer through Sunday or while supplies last at WMMR.com keyword deal. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. I am, well, we all are very excited to have our next guest in the studio. I'm going to geek out pretty hard here <laughs> in a moment, and I hope not to embarrass him too much. Uh, but uh, the band is playing tonight at the Tower Theater. And you can bet your ass it's going to be a great show. Please welcome, of Simple Minds, Mr. Jim Kerr. Yeah. Very kind of you. Thank you very much. A real pleasure to be here. And by the way, Jim Kerr, I believe, is actually how you pronounce your last name, correct? You got it right. In Glasgow, they would say that. In Glasgow. Here, they say more kind of Kerr. 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 Which is nice. <laughs> but uh, we're a bit hard on the E, Kerr. It reminds you where you are, I guess, when you hear your name pronounced a certain way. Well, my mother's favorite actress was Deborah Kerr. Ah, it's a good choice. Yeah, there you go. I would like to, I'm going to start by throwing a lot of love your way. Um, I, um, your performance, and and I'll get right to the song that, that broke the band in the United States, Don't You Forget About Me. Your performance of that particular song means so much to me. Um, 1986, around that range, uh, was when I was uh, a senior in high school. The Breakfast Club, the film had come out, and it just spoke directly to a person like me. The song was such a huge part of the emotional impact of that film, and it has now become my my almost... It, it's so, uh, it's tangible, the emotion that I feel right. when, I, when I hear the song, it takes me back to that time in my life that was so important in my own personal development. I'm actually getting a little choked <laughs> up here when I'm talking. And, and you were 
your your the passion in your voice. Now, I'm probably going to use overuse the word passion as we talk to you, Jim, because that's how I always categorize your your vocal style. You're singing very very passionate, and at that time, it rose above a lot of the other things that were on the radio at the time. And so, number one, I want to thank you. And I know that song wasn't written by you or your bandmates, but I think what you did with it. Uh, just went above and beyond the performance. Sur- surpassed what that song really was. Well, it's an honor to have any song that means so much to people, but particularly with that song, we are aware in the States, actually elsewhere, that that song and the movie meant so much not only to that generation, but amazingly, subsequent generations mm-hmm. as well seem to have... It still seems those John Hughes movies, he really hit a nerve... And um, I know what you mean in the sense that, you know, I'm a music fan as well. And there's still, it's an amazing thing with music. Even more than film, I think, and photographs, you hear certain songs and it's, it takes you back to a place. It takes you to the very emotion. Most definitely. And, and uh, you know, there are certain songs that do that for me. I can actually, for me, it was always radio in my mother's house. There's certain songs I hear, I can actually feel the, we called it Formica table. This cheap, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. This cheap breakfast table, because, you know, the radio was there. We uh-huh. listened to radio breakfast, as everyone does here. Yeah. And there's certain songs I can actually feel, uh, you know, I'm right at the table. And I get a little teary about that as well. Oh, it's, my God. It's, it's so, it, so, it's so yeah. true. It's so yeah. powerful. And and you, and, and, and I'm curious, here, here I am, a chance to meet you and say thank you in person and so forth. And you've had a, a tremendously successful career. Have you ever had a chance to speak to someone a la David Bowie and say, that song meant so much to me? And do you feel a little odd saying that? Because I feel... I know you've heard it so many times, yeah. and and I, and I don't know if it gets old to you or not, and I feel a little embarrassed that I'm saying all this to you. Well, you bet. I mean, whenever I'm... I'm not cool when I meet people that have <laughs> meant a lot to me, whether it's sports stars or right. rock stars or whatever, or movie. I just go up and say, you're amazing. Man. You know? <laughs> but it's, I mean, some of them kind of don't want to talk about it or something. Have yeah. you ever found that? Where, where, where well, you've yes, of, yeah, you get you, that. You, and someone's just kind of went, yeah, whatever. Well, and it's confusing. To it. it is confusing when, yeah. I, when that happens. Well, but. Yeah. We've talked about this, uh, Jimmy. It, it, it's, it's sort of a liability when you meet people who have meant a lot to you, or you, yeah. you know, yeah. and then you, and then we use the phrase, they were them. They were exactly who you wanted them to be. Yeah. And it's like the ultimate when you get the person you hope they would yeah. be. Not, not everyone can be that. Or some people, you know, sort of, sort of have sort of a, a jaded view, or they'll kind of yeah. frown upon what got them to the dance. Or they're self-conscious or Self-con- something. Right, and, and for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and you'd almost rather keep the illusion than yeah. the actual reality. But when yeah. they do sync up yeah. and you get both, it's fantastic. Well, I can talk about both for a minute. Because yeah. as, as some of you might know, I was married to Chrissy Hines. Yes, who, yeah. Chrissy's the greatest. I mean, she's just the greatest. Well, her, her the uh, her, I'll Stand By You, is my, that's my wife. That's our wedding song, yeah. You guys now share a, a grandchild together. We do, indeed. Yeah. And yet Chrissy, for, and she would, she would be the first to say, when anyone goes up to her in the street and goes, wow, Chrissy, you know, she kind of goes right in her shell and yeah. she, she kind of doesn't know what to say. And it comes across as being cold. Mm-hmm. And then she will regret that for the rest of the week. Genuinely, she'll say, oh, I met that person. And they must think, well, I won't tell you what yeah, she no. says. But, <laughs> but, but she doesn't mean it. Like, she just gets kind of, whereas Charlie Burchill, my songwriting partner and guitar player in Simple Minds, we were beyond fortunate last week in New York because we had a night off, and I'm sure you're aware Springsteen was playing in Broadway, and and so cool. Just to get tickets to see the show was was enough to be 20 yards from him where he's 
standing with an acoustic playing Bond to run, and the, the spit was almost touching us. <laughs> in fact, we were running towards it. <laughs> uh, um, and then afterwards, uh, we we didn't know this. Afterwards, as we were about to leave, someone came out and said, oh, you know, uh, John Lando, is, Bruce's manager, would let you go back. And I'm sure no one will be surprised to hear me say that, you know, Bruce was just amazing. Yeah. And he was just, he just wanted to talk about music and, 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 and he wanted to talk about a book that he'd written, of which the show is based on, of which we've all read. Uh-huh. And it was great to have someone as comfortable. You love that. Did, did he relay any particular level of, uh, of, uh, did he, was he citing some of your work? Or, cause he clearly, you know, you. Well, he's so, you know, he's so generous. He, yeah. he, we had played in New Jersey the night before. Okay. I think John had told him that, and and we played. So it was more in his hood, and yeah. he had just spent time on stage saying how he had a love hate with <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All he wanted to do was get out of there. Hence, Bond to run and all that. But um, of course, he's still there. Um, but he knew we'd played, and he was asking about the band and all that stuff. We we have a few a few friends in common. Steve Van Zant. We, mm. we did a lot of things with uh, a lot of things with Steve back back in the day. And the Sun City, yeah, yeah the Sun City yeah, yeah. thing, and also Jimmy Iovine, who who produced Bon Bon Run. Uh, he just produced the track that you played there, Alive and Kicking. And so, you know, we we uh, we'd met Bruce before as well. So I, I I I think, and it's the the truth that the people who, you know, we lo- I love. When directors, film directors come in here and they're fans of other directors, I, I, yeah. because you clearly have, you just at a core have a passion for music. That's right. So you are, you are a yeah, fan yeah, yeah. of other musicians. Yeah. And I think that informs your ability to be a great musician, you know? I, I would think so. I would yeah. think, you know, I, I think to do, if you're in love with something, you know, it must be... Listen, if you've got a job that you love, yeah. no matter what that job is, you've won the lotto. Because we know what it's like if you don't like your job. Yes. So if you're passionate about it, I mean, even today we're going to go along to the theatre, half past four this afternoon, we're going to work on other stuff, track, you know, songs that we want to bring into the, the set as the tour progresses. That's great. We're always chopping and changing. I'm excited about that. And it's only a sound check. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask about, uh, Jim, yours and Simple Minds' uh, history in Philadelphia. You played Live Aid here. From what I understand, you were the first band that was approached to play the Philadelphia show? Well, certainly I remember getting the call from Geldof at the time. And um, it was amazing. You know, it was a great honor to be asked. And, of course... Um, although obviously we're from the other side of the pond. Yeah. At the time, the song that you mentioned, uh, Don't You Forget About Me, had, was really climbing high in the Billboard charts. And Bob said, you know, you gotta do it in Philadelphia. Mm. We were only too, too happy. We were en route anyway to, to, uh, come here and record. But I don't think we were, any of us were aware that all these years later that it, you know, in terms of rock and roll anyway, it's still the historical event as our yeah. generation's Woodstock is. Yeah. Joan Baez, I think, alluded to that when sure. she opened. She, yeah. she, that was her. Um, but when you see now, even now when I see the numbers that were there in the stadium, the stadium's not longer, no, no, no longer, longer there. Yeah. yeah. Was, um, was that day fairly chaotic? And the, the way you would expect, I mean, I was, I, I was talking outside, I mean, um, Everyone was was there, you know. I mean, it was a whole. The great thing was, <laughs> I brought across my my dad. Oh wow! He he'd never been in the states before, 
And we sort of, he was wearing a bright yellow Scotland T-shirt. So how can you lose him? He's wearing a bright yellow. They said, what do you mean, how can you lose him? There are 120,000 people out there. But I saw him because he, he was wearing this. The bright yellow Scotland T-shirt. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he, he said to me, come here, come here. I want to introduce you to this guy. I want to introduce you. Who's here? Now, you think, you know, Madonna was there and Tina yeah. Turner and Mick Jagger and all that. And we went round. And there was this guy sitting on his amplifier, just strumming away. Yeah. <laughs> Total dignity. <laughs> Bo Diddley. Ah, oh, Bo Diddley. And my dad said to wow. me, Bo Diddley, if it wasn't for him, there would be no live. Legendary, yeah. There would be no rock and roll. If it wasn't for these guys, and of course he was right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, memories like that come That's to the forefront. Special. You mentioned Jimmy Irene, and uh, I, I saw the special on HBO about him, uh, The Defiant Ones, and he talked about uh, producing born to run and how frustrating it was because bruce was such a perfectionist when it came to putting that mm -hmm. record and eventually somebody had to tell jimmy it's not your record jimmy it's bruce's <laughs> let bruce do what he needs to do mm -hmm. uh what was it like for you guys working with him i mean we've been so lucky we worked with jimmy bob clearmountain trevor horn steve steve lillyway all these people but jimmy was jimmy just said this way it's funny because I can tell you, the jury was out. Some of the people around us didn't quite get Jimmy. Really? Because Jimmy was a, he was more a kind of ringmaster. He, he couldn't go in and tell you technically what was wrong or what was right. It was all feel. And he had a great kind of meter on him with that. That feels great. That's where, where you should be. But he made you, he made you feel great. And if you felt great, then you're going to perform. He gave you confidence. And, and, and I, I, in some ways, we've never met anyone like Jimmy in, in that, that sense. He would be, you know how in sports you get a coach, I say this, that make journeymen. Mm believe they're much better than, than they are. Yeah. Right, right. Jimmy did that to us. It would seem yeah. like some producers are more musicians and some guys are more uh, directors And, yeah. and when, it, when yeah. it comes to instructing yeah. a band. And he seems like yeah. more the director kind. I'll tell you a funny story about it. And this is the way he is too because Alive and Kicking, we had we put together the demo. See, we're all a bit we were all a bit weirded out with the successor, don't you forget about me, because it started, it'd become this kind of colossal thing, the movie and MTV, and it was, everyone was all over it. It was just a confluence of things going on, yeah. And Jimmy was like, you know, what are you going to do to follow it up? <laughs> <laughs> it's a monster, it's a monster, what are you going to do, you know? And we were like, I don't know, relax, we'll come up with something. And and so we came up with this, basically, the, the structure for Alive and Kick, and he's like, that's great, that's great, that's great, that's great, you know, like, you get it down get that's, that's going to be amazing and we all felt that but i had done a, a a guide vocal kind of sketch lyrics yeah that i meant to come back and finish off on the first line and it's you know you 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 turn me on so i go to do it for real and i change the line to something else and he goes hang on a minute hang on Where's you turn me on? I said, you can't someone. You turn me on. I'm not, I'm not, that's terrible. I'm not, that's garbage. I'm, you turn me on. I, 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 won't be, I won't be able to go home to Glasgow if I sing that. People will just rip the out of me. And he went, you're going to change that? And I said, yeah. And he went, my wife loves it. All, all Vicky's friends love it. Everyone loves it. You you can't change it. I said, I'm changing it. And he goes, he starts taking out his car keys and his house. He says, here, take them because I'm going to lose my house here. You're going to cost me a fortune. You're going to cost me a fortune. You're going to cost And he was kind of half serious. Yeah. 
So it stayed. Uh-huh. Hey, listen. And, 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 and it kind of works. It works. It works, <laughs> it works, it works as long as I don't think about it. <laughs> but it's funny because, it, you you know, you as the artist are, are going to be hypercritical. Or, or it, and it's, some, it's something that we have to think about, even even on our level of just doing yeah. what we do. Yeah. You know, uh, like program directors or whatever, listen with different ears. Yeah. And it, the hardest thing, I think, and probably what distinguishes a good producer who has yeah. who is able to produce hits, yeah. listens as the consumer hears it. Yeah. Well, I just, I, in my head, if you're Marvin Gaye, you can sing You Turn Me On. <laughs> right. If you're some little white nerdy guy from Glasgow with, with freckles gone, you turn me on. It's creepy. <laughs> and, and, uh, but not according to you were You were a tad bit nerdy. A bit, a bit nerdy, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, That's why Chrissy Hines seems like when you guys got together, I, was, I remember thinking, wow, she's like the leather rock chick and this guy. That's kind of wild. Bit off a bit more than I could chew. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you got to give me kudos for thumbs da- up for daring to dance. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I want to while while I have you here, I want to throw a name out and give some love to somebody who may not you may not know the name. His name is Mel Gaynor, and Mel is a drummer uh, for Simple Minds. And so I, as a young teenage drummer immediately outside of your vocals and as i said the passion that you brought uh, to the uh, the melodies was fixated on what a fantastic drummer this guy oh, is oh he's amazing i'm he's telling incredible. you and, and i'm going to play a little clip of of don't you forget about me because i think it is one of the sexiest lead-ins to a hook of any song that's ever been played it's right before the la 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 part man does he kick it in right here this song wouldn't be the same without yeah. it i don't think Brilliant. It just brings it all the way home. Preston, you said I was a little nerdy. You were looking, looking a little nerdy there when you were doing it. You, you, you saw my air drum. Maybe. <laughs> look at this yeah, the thing yeah. is, from the stage, when you look out at that, the whole front row kind of goes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Air drumming. No, but he did this thing. He does uh, these double crashes uh, on, on the cymbals, which... Uh, he and Stuart Copeland were kind of the only guys doing yes. it at the time. Stuart's brilliant. As oh, well. he's phenomenal. Yeah. And I just and he, and and Mel did it a lot. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure his name was mentioned because that's no, he's amazing. Play. However, I have to say, the girl who's playing with us just now, Sharice say mm-hmm. she's already been voted in the top five drummers. No the, kidding. You got to see. I mean, Sharice is tiny, yeah. and there's a lot of women playing drums. Is great, but the Okay, well, the power drummer. I mean, just she. She's like the size. She sounds like John Bonham. Mm. I want to ask you um, with with your your sound because you, you you mostly would you describe yourself the earliest iteration of the band as more of a punk band? Well, we came out of that. I yeah. mean, we six months prior to Simple Mind starting, we were in this this band called Johnny and the Self Abusers. I love that name. I, it was all downhill after that. <laughs> I, I love the name as well. And the best thing about the band, I mean, if you think of the whole punk ethos, um, they recorded one single and split up the day the single was <laughs> released. I mean, that's that's pretty punk. There you go. But we, yeah, we do. I mean, actually, we grew out of, in Glasgow, we grew out of everything, prog rock, rock, whatever, Motown music, but certainly that punk thing when it happened in 77, that was the thing that became the catalyst for kids to believe but your sound even you i remember you you could easily instantly tell your sound and i i would without saying it's to me the way you can tell phil specter a big sound a big it is and, yeah. and to come from what is a sparse format to that to that 
is, yeah. is, is a big jump. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, um, uh, your DNA, you know, it's just there. Sometimes right. it's hard to know where it came from. Right, you just let you. it go. That's, yeah. your, that's your trademark. That's your thing. Those 1980s were, were a wonderful time in music because there was a, there was a, 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 <clears throat> a bridge uh, of, of music that, that, that there was a gap. So, so you guys kind of fell into this thing that was called New Wave at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember my friend, and I'm, I, I couldn't have you here without mentioning my friend Tim. He, he and I were both into Rush and Van Halen and Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest and all this stuff. And we were just rockers to the core. And you guys came along. And I liked some of the New Wave uh, stuff as well. I mean, I was a fan of what Duran Duran was doing and some yeah. others. And my friend Tim just couldn't get past your vocal style. And I had to sit him down with your music. And I go, I can't get past that. <laughs> but I, because you've got this kind of breathy style that, that you bring to the, to the, uh, the forefront. And, and once I told him, I'm like, this guy's singing with emotion. I'm like, yeah. listen to this. It's not just straight out screaming his head off. He's, he's taking some vocal chances here. And after that, it, Tim told me, he, he talked to me years later. He's like, you know what? You don't realize this, but you kind of changed my appreciation for another kind of music. I talked him into it. I talked him into it. Did you sit him down and say, breathy, breathy vocals, this is your guy? (laughs) (laughs) If you want. I'm going to put that on my my business card now. (laughs) Jim Carr. Breathy vocals. vocals. Birthday parties. (laughs) You want breathy vocals? I'm your guy. That's great. That is too funny. When when that time when you guys hit when you went from a band who was uh, who was really uh, struggling to not necessarily struggling but you're creating an audience slowly 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 this this rise and rise and rise and then boom you hit and all of a sudden you're the toast of the town. What is that an immediate switch? Did you guys notice things right away as soon as you had top hit records? Well, you know when obviously in the states. The whole thing with the Breakfast Club and Don't You, it took us through the door and, and at the big league. However, other you know other countries we had records we had records put out earlier, so we had we had and you had hit number one a couple of times uh, in other countries. Yeah, yeah. we did. So there was a, you're never really ready for it, but there was a growing. You know, there was yeah. uh, there was um, a momentum. But um, no, I think um, uh, it was. It was hell of exciting, to be honest. I don't think we would have admitted then, but it was also a little, little scary, yeah. you know, because suddenly your band, and I, I don't mean this, anyone should feel sorry for us, but there's a point you realize your band is not just your band anymore, you know. The, the, there's an industry around your band. Your band becomes an industry in itself. There's a lot more people involved and all that. And that's great, but you, you're... You're learning on the hoof, and then when you're learning on the hoof, you're bound to make some mistakes. Even now, I look back and I think, oh, well, should have looked at that differently or whatever. But um, but that's life in general. Well, that yeah. Listen, you're right. Tomorrow yeah. morning, I'll feel that. I'll look back on the gig tonight and think, hopefully, think that was great. But I know how we can make that better. Right? Sure. And, and that's a sort of micro. And once you once you stop doing that, what's the reason to? Yeah, you know, you're always looking to. There to excel, to, yeah. There, there yeah. you go. Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it, it was amazingly exciting. And it's even now I laugh and I'll tell them tonight. You know, you <laughs> go around and I'll get in a taxi or something. The guy'll say, "What are you doing?" And I'll say, "Oh, what band are you in?" And he say, "Oh, I love your band. Your band's incredible." Don't you forget about me? They played it at my wedding, and you're my favorite band. I go, do you know? Do 
Do you know any other songs? And they'll go, uh... ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, doesn't that tick you off? No, it doesn't. Good. Because if someone even likes one of your songs, you should feel honored. I was going to ask that very question. You guys have had 18 albums, I believe. Mm. And, and I was wondering if that is an ego bruise or not, that most people know three to four songs out of that entire catalog of music. Who are you to tell anyone what they should be listening to. If there's even one song they like, thankfully there's a few people that like mm-hmm. a ton more than one. I read, I read a quote from mm-hmm. Rod Stewart the other day who's currently working on a new album and, and he had said, uh, you know, he's like, I- I've stopped trying to write Tonight's the Night and Do You Think I'm Sexy and things like that. Right now I'm basically writing songs for me and some people are going to like them. Uh, it's not my time to sell 20 million records anymore. And and he's just in a place where he's just happy because he likes to create music, and that's that's actually the, that's the best place. I mean, honestly, if you know, to be able to be doing what you're doing when you consider all the bands that mm. that, and to have a loyal fan base mm. that's com- coming through through the years, mm. uh, the, the odds of that occurring that's literally lightning in a bottle. I mean, you you know, you it's 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 just a, it's an impossible thing, and yet it's you have it. You hit the nail on the head, yeah. Steve. I mean, you. You mentioned earlier that you've worked together for 20 years. Yeah. Congratulations Thank for that. You. Thank you. We, um, in February past, we celebrated 40 years from our first gig. 40 years. 40 years. And people ask us, you know, go back, you know, yeah. try and put yourself in, in, in the head that you had, your young head that you had, and can you remember what you wanted out of this? Right. You? And I do clearly remember what we wanted out of this, and it was, it was fairly minimal. Beyond our dreams, but fairly minimal. We wanted to be in a great live band, and we wanted to take it around the world. And here we are 40 years later, still getting the chance to deal with that challenge. And, and, and it's been an amazing life doing that. Everything else that's happened, the ups and downs and the, the high points and the low points are, and, and the rewards that have come and all that, they're all the extras. Yeah. That's still the fundamental thing we, we, we still want to do. It's wonderful to hear that. And yeah. we'll bring that, that's what we'll bring tonight. You know, minutes before we go on stage, we won't be thinking about did this sell and did that not sell and what was. We'll just be wanting to go out and prove ourselves as a great live band when we go on at the Tower Theatre tonight. Excellent. So the show... Tickets are available. Yeah, like Jim was saying, is tonight, and you go to livenation.com, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And I loved seeing you guys uh, get together for the... Um, it was the first time I'd seen you in a while. And was it at the Oscars where they did that? Or, I believe... Oh, sorry. We, we oh, yeah, did the, the billboard. The, the, was it, it was the billboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they had the cast of uh, Breakfast did, Club yeah. come out, and yeah, yeah. that had to have been really cool. Yeah, guys, it was amazing. And they, I, they looked like they were having a blast. I yeah. hadn't heard you in a while, and you, the, the, I was... It sounds phenomenal. So tonight's show should be great. We're going at it. We're having a great tour. This is we can't believe we're getting a chance to come back. This is our first extensive tour of the states for a long, long time. Yeah. We're about a week and a half in, and you know, people are just going mental every night. I love it. So. Excellent, Jim. It's an honor to meet you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, guys. To all of you. Our Appreciate pleasure, you. Jim Carr, guys. Yeah! Show. And once again, I'll hit that. The Tower Theater tonight. It is Simple Minds, and you can get your tickets at LiveNation.com. Don't miss out on the show. We're going to take a quick break and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. WMMR today, Rock. We had to play that. I mean, play just a little snippet of it. We had Jim Kern here, and it's too good of a song to only hear a little snippet of. Such a 
Such a great sound, yeah. And they're going to be it. playing at the uh, the tower tonight. Uh, so if you're looking for something good to do, great music, uh, whether you're of that era or not, uh, you'll want to see those guys. LiveNation.com, get tickets uh, to see uh, Jim Kerr and Simple Minds tonight. It was pretty cool. We skipped a bunch of stuff because we had a whole lot of interviews today. So sorry, we're going to get to those things now. We should do. I'm going to do a shortened bizarre fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre fire. All right, we have to move on. All right, this no, we're going to do a little bit. All right, all right. It's brought to you this morning by God Shawls. When you buy God, when you buy bacon for your family. Uh, remember, only God Shaw's packs this much real wood-smoked flavor with 80% less fat than... We need some bacon for the family. Pork bacon. Only God Shaw's turkey bacon. Uh, <clears throat> this is the most Swedish story I think I've ever read. All right. A road in western Sweden was covered in herring on Tuesday after an accident caused by an elk. <laughs> <laughs> so a truck mm-hmm. was carrying herring. What the f- and forced to break to avoid hitting an elk, causing the vehicle's fishy cargo to spill all over the road. That's one crazy-ass story. Uh, between 10 and 20 barrels of herring fell out onto the road, most of them breaking open and covering the ground with the traditional Swedish delicacy. Oh, man. Uh, they said there's herring on a 100-meter stretch on the road, and there are herring fillets in a ditch, according to Robert Olesen from the local emergency services. Uh, the road was closed while the team of six from the emergency services got to work removing the fish and clearing the road with the help of the truck driver. Elk and other wild animals cause thousands of road accidents in Sweden each year. Over 60,000 were reported last year alone. I believe it. Yeah, we saw reindeer and moose all over the place yes. when we were there, yeah. A hotel has come under fire after its new, quote, communist theme chamber Features murals of Adolf Hitler and Nazi propaganda. So I don't know why it's the communist uh, theme. It should be the Nazi. It should be. Video footage. You have uh, Chairman Mao or something or Stalin. Yeah. Video footage takes you inside the room in the Villa Love Hotel, which is said to be extremely popular among swingers and randy groups looking for orgies. And and, and somewhat unaware of history. Uh, Two, yeah, two giant images of Hitler stand on either side of one bed. The most famous communist of them all. As a massive swastika (laughs) hides behind a TV. But strangely, above the bed, the communist hammer and sickle can be seen mounted on the wall, uh, lighting up the whole room. They were enemies. And Sweden's own Mussolini. Uh, The resort, (laughs) located near Bangkok, Thailand, has sparked outrage, particularly among the Jewish community, for its lack of historical knowledge and sensitivity. (laughs) Hey, we tried to make a theme, Rome. Uh, how about this? There are lots of places. It's acceptable to do pull-ups, but an airplane is not one of them. No. American Airlines Flight 2673 from Phoenix to Boston was forced to land in Kansas City after a passenger reportedly refused to stop doing pull-ups on an overhead compartment. <laughs> what the hell? A witness says the man who has not been named boarded the plane with two dogs and appeared to be drunk. After he began doing pull-ups, a flight attendant asked him to stop, and the man reportedly became verbally abusive. I'm feeling the burn. After being told to sit down multiple times, the man still wouldn't listen. I'm just going to do it on the wing. The plane pilots were forced to land in Kansas City. Law enforcement officers boarded the plane and escorted the passenger off, and the flight continued on to Boston as planned. The man was not charged. So I guess you'd be facing in towards the seats so that your legs were bent in the aisle. Yeah. Hanging off the... 
Somehow or another, finding something to grip onto and, and doing that. And he, he could find no place to put his exercise bike. By I mean, the way, do you notice a lot of these stories end with the line, the man was not charged in the incident? Yeah. yeah. There's the people go, they have these crazy, outrageous, drunk outbursts on plane, and they never get any real I don't legal get trouble. That. Yeah. They'll tase you if you try to bring four ounces of shampoo onto yes. a plane. Uh, I do follow, there's an Instagram follow that's kind of funny. It's called Passenger Shaming. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what people will do and try to do on an airplane. I saw a picture yesterday of a guy who, uh, I guess he, for his son was potty training. He had the kid taking a dump oh my in, God. The, in the middle of the aisle on a potty. During yep, an active there it is. flight. During an active flight. Yep, oh, there, there it is. There you go. Okay. Incredible. One last story. Kathy saw this. We got a nice chuckle out of this. A couple of University of Utah football fans learned that their hard-earned cash, $1,060 of it, was destroyed in their shredder courtesy of their two-year-olds. According to a Twitter user, he and his wife had been saving to pay up for University of uh, Utah football tickets in cash. As they pulled out their money, the cash was mysteriously gone. That mystery was solved. When they eventually found the envelope and the cash in the shredder, the Twitter community got involved with suggestions that the couple get out some tape. And another per- person stated that mutilated currency can be redeemed by the U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing. Uh, he joked that his son, tall for his age, is grounded from all fun. Uh, he also said there is a possibility the Treasury, de- Treasury Department will recover some or all the destroyed money amid several calls for a GoFundMe page. So. Oh, my God. Thank God it worked out that way. I hope so, yeah. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. Uh, Today's lesson question. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets as Temple Football Battles ECU this Saturday at noon. Lincoln Financial Field. They were just here a little while ago. Not the football team, but the cheerleaders and dance squad were here, which is cool. The question I have for you this morning is, what kind of cancer did the hypochondriacal Kathy mistakenly think that she had? (laughs) What kind of cancer? Did the hypochondriacal Kathy mistakenly think that she had? I didn't. Is this me? <laughs> this is you. Yeah, this no. is yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's you. Not cancer. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was a joke. Steve's joke was cancer. Steve's oh, joke was Steve's cancer. Joke. You didn't say it. No, I know it. Okay. Two one five. That's right. why. We, that's why we stipulated cancer. Got it's you. not endometriosis or whatever it was you yeah. said. You had. Right. No. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. You remember now? Yes. Okay, call. All right, let's do the trick. That was funny WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and it's brought to you by Godshalls. When you buy bacon for your family, remember only Godshalls packs this much real wood smoke flavor with 80% less fat. Then pork bacon, only Godshall's turkey bacon. What's going on, Steve? Well, former Death Row Records head Suge Knight was officially sentenced to 28 years in prison yesterday. Knight was reportedly stoic because his sentence was read, but did briefly show emotion at one point, yelling out, We, guess what I get to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We, guess what I get to do. (laughs) David and Victoria Beckham selling their legendary Hollywood mansion for $33 million. The Beckham say now that the kids are starting to move out on their own, it's time to downsize to a $32 million mansion. (laughs) And finally, a drug raid of shares Malibu Mansion yielded loads of narcotics and ammunition all in the room of her live-in assistant's son. Police say the 72-year-old share was uh, no connection to the drugs, but more than likely the owner of the 500 pounds of stool softener they found. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. Okay, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question. 
Uh, what kind of cancer did the hypochondriacal Kathy mistakenly think that she had? I will go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Taco, taco, taco. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah. Spanish for taco. Very good. Mike, uh, what kind of cancer did Kathy think she had? Unfortunately, Kathy has testicular cancer. There you go. A second, buddy. Testicular cancer. And since you got that right, we are going to get you a pair. No, wait, wait. We have a four pack of tickets as Temple Football Battles ECU this Saturday at noon at Lincoln Financial Field. I'm presented by Temple Health. You can support cancer awareness day and audible for autism day at the game and kids what are we doing <laughs> it's distracting i know uh, i'm doing this on a dare so i'll explain later if you want to turn it down okay uh kids yeah. tickets are only ten dollars you can visit owls uh for tickets to a uh, temple football <laughs> you want to explain yeah, so uh, my family and I are going up to New York tomorrow to see this musical, Dear Evan Hansen. And um, I was dared by my daughter to play this as winning music today. <laughs> Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Love surprises. Barn door. <laughs> uh, brought to you this morning uh, by Dunkin' Donuts. Fuel up. This fall at Duncan with uh, $2 any size iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, you can try any of Duncan's delicious flavors like maple, pecan, or pumpkin. America runs on Duncan participation. A very limited time offer. So Pearl Jam announced on Thursday that its home shows initiative raised $10.8 million to, uh, distrib- uh, excuse me, to be distributed to nearly 100 organizations working to fight homelessness in Seattle and King County. Wow. A lot of cash raised, man. <clears throat> the money was raised with the help of more than 170 partners, corporations, philanthropies, restaurants, and small businesses, along with thousands of individuals who were inspired by Pearl Jam's home shows, concerts on August 8th and 10th in Seattle. Stone Gossard said, From the start, we hoped businesses, foundations, and individuals would see themselves in this work. The Home Show's initiative is about bringing the issues of homelessness closer to all of us, increasing our understanding of a complex issue, our empathy for our neighbors experiencing homelessness, and our resolve for working together. We're proud of what our city has done. Now we need to stay inspired. There's a lot more to do. So congratulations to those guys. That's that's an amazing success. Mumford and Sons have mapped out a world tour behind the band's upcoming new album, Delta, The lengthy trek will uh, first take them throughout the U.K. in November before a short North American run, which begins in Philadelphia. That will be on December 7th. So they're rolling out their American tour right here in our city. Friday night, too. Uh, Once 2019 rolls around, the band will tour Australia in January before returning to North America for dates throughout February and March. Uh, keyboardist Ben Lovett said the, about the group's plans for its live production. He said, the show's going to be amazing. It's a completely reimagined version of our gig. No one's ever done it. No one's ever used arenas like this. So I don't know what they have planned. You're going to love it. <laughs> but uh, apparently they are saying it's going to be fairly unique. Nick, any idea on the on sale? That's the information that I oh. haven't seen. Uh, yes, next Friday. <laughs> uh, next Friday at 9 a.m. through Wells Fargo Center uh, venues. Okay, cool. 
Uh, Imagine Dragons have revealed that the band will release its fourth studio album titled Origins on November 9th. The news comes as something of a surprise since the Las Vegas-based act is just coming to the end of the tour cycle for its previous effort, 2017's Evolve. What the f*** is it? And is not taking any time off before releasing the new disc, so they're diving right back into it. Uh, singer Dan Reynolds said, we just keep creating, and so we have these songs that we created after Evolve where we thought we could wait a couple of years, I guess, like bands are supposed to do, and put it out, but then it would be irrelevant. So we thought, well, this is a new world of music. Why don't we put it out right now? So they're going for it. So that'll be out on November 9th. And one last story. Papa Roach has released two new songs called Who Do You Trust and Renegade Music. The first tune of the first tunes to see light uh, from the California band's upcoming 10th studio album, uh, Who Do You Trust? And it is accompanied by, I'm sorry, the song Who Do You Trust is accompanied by a, a video as well, which a band is disguised as members of an ethnically questionable news team. Ethically. What the f*** is Not this? ethnically. <laughs> What are you, Chinese? <laughs> we don't know what they are. That's got to be a challenge. Yeah. You're Scottish? I mean, you just look right. be a challenge with that dialect. Uh, singer Jacoby Shaddix. Don't look now, but a Norwegian just works in Norwegian. Ethically questionable. Oh, I got you. Not ethnically questionable. <laughs> Jacoby Shaddix explained about the track. God damn, that's close. <laughs> This song is a statement of engagement. In this day and age, who do you trust? The message of the song is to think for yourself and trust yourself. And the imagery of the song matches that. It is the sea of information, all if all of it slightly out of focus. And if you're left floating in trying to decide for yourself, who do you trust? Exactly. So there you go. They got new two new tunes. And that's all I have. That's it in uh, music news for you this morning, friends. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. And what am I giving away, Case? I think beer? we should give away this beer. All right, I have a case of Yards. Rival IPA. Let's take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. Minnesota in town. You have, uh, in this weekend, uh, looking for revenge against our birds. Be sure you have plenty of Yards Rival IP on hand to celebrate another Philly win. And you can pick up some at Pistolas del Sur on Passionk Avenue in South Philly. Caller 19, the beer is yours. When we come back, giving away a trip for Walking Dead fans. You can't miss this. We'll be right back. New, old, and everything in between. MMR rocks. Today has been a very full and very fun radio program. I first of all, I want to thank you for sticking around for it. If you've been here for the majority of, the, of that program, we appreciate it. You know what, Steve? There was, something, there was an email. We had so many people come by, I didn't get a chance to read this. Uh, but I wanted to, to get to this while it was still fresh. It says, hey, Preston, this is from Mike uh, Baccasini. And he says, I wanted to share a funny story with you. I've been trying to get my wife in your morning show. So one night I hear her listen to the audio of your and Steve's commentary on the interview with Mayor Rizzo. <laughs> and while we were listening to it, our dog jumped on our, on our bed. So I yelled, scram! <laughs> and he had instinctively jumped off. And since then, it is our word to him that we yell when he gets, when he gets in our way or is begging and he runs off. You're so, a real crumb bum. So he uses scram, scram. Which is what he ended up saying. Yeah, scram. In the, in the lengthy. I'll take his all on. That's right. Uh, says, you might not find uh, that as funny as I do, but you made two more fans of the Preston and Steve show that night. Feel free to share your story. That's awesome. And uh, it says, give it a share out. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. So thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Scram! 
You rascal. You lousy crumb bum. Yep. Casey? Hey, you know what? We should do a shard out uh, because uh, we got a, I got an email from Sherry Meyer. And uh, if you don't remember the name, it's uh, she was the, the woman who unfortunately was in a car accident on our way home from the Cardboard Classic and uh, was then thrust into giving uh, birth to yes. twin uh, babies uh, very, very early. Babies are doing great. And uh, she and her, and she wants to give a shout out to her fiance, Joe. They're getting married tomorrow. Hey! Yeah, that's so awesome. Let me get you set up here one second. Happy here. to hear that, man. Yeah, crumb bum. Yeah. I got to find it. I have so much. Now I have just, just a wealth. I got one for you. There you go. Yeah, so good luck you to go. you guys, and hopefully the wedding the wedding goes uh, well, which yeah. is cool. Uh, thank you to the following, Reese Hoskins and Andrew Knapp. Yeah! Phillies who came by this morning. They're playing the Darren Dalton Foundation golf outing Monday, October 8th, 9 a.m. at Manufacturers uh, Country Club, and you can go to darrendaltonfoundation.org. Thank you to the Glorious Sons who performed yeah. live this morning. Uh, they will be at the Fillmore on Saturday night, and you can get tickets at LiveNation.com. And how about Jim Kerr of yeah. Simple Minds? Uh, he's performing at the Tower Theater tonight with the band Simple Minds. And uh, tickets, LiveNation.com. He was just a gentleman. He was, he was great. great. Talk uh, music, fame. You know, exactly what you want him to be. Yeah. That's You only hope for the people that you love who have given you such joy with music throughout the years that they have a long and satisfying career, and he clearly is having that. 40 years, he said. Yeah. That's cool, man. And uh, thank you to uh, our friends at Temple Bo- Football for stopping by this morning. Uh, we had the uh, the cheer team and the uh, the dance squad. And, they were awesome. Uh, they are, it says here, to stop by their tailgate village in Lot K prior to the game tomorrow. Enjoy food, drinks, games, live music, and more. Uh, the Temple tailgate is uh, catered by Roly Poly, and uh, their sandwiches make perfect lunch or light dinner. So thank you guys. Uh, for being here. And uh, don't forget that um, they have a special touchdown run at halftime as part of Audible Autism. Kids tickets on game day are only $10. So uh, thank you guys uh, for being here this morning. Pierre Robert is here as well. Hey, man. Uh, hello. How are you? I love Jim Kerr's um, uh, humility or, or his his uh, gratitude, I guess would be a better word. Yes. The fact that, you know, he's just happy that they're still doing it. And uh, that they're able to, he said, our go- our goals in the beginning were, you know, to be a great live band and to travel all around the world. And we're still doing it. Still doing it. So, 40 yeah. years strong. And uh, Jim Sutcliffe, who uh, I suspect brought him in from Live Nation, a uh, huge fan, was telling me uh, the other day at Neil Young what a great show this is. Uh, so if you, um, and well, uh, you played um, Alive and Kicking, right? Yes. I think I should play Don't You Forget About Me. It's a great song. Uh, in the, and I loved your, con- I mean, who but a drummer would note uh, that little moment, right? Oh. But but isn't that uh, true about so many songs that you, that you have a, a song that you love and you go, wait, wait, wait till this Here part. Here it comes. That's, that, <laughs> yeah. You know, that instrumental thing, that <laughs> vocal riff, whatever yeah. that moment is, a keyboard yeah. thing. I, I, we all have them. And in several spots of several of our favorite songs, I love that you isolated that drum spot. Oh, thanks, man. And thanks, Marissa, for pulling that together. But the, yeah, there are moments where a song goes from one level to another. I mean, I, in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, uh, right after the operatic part kicks in, and it goes into... And then they hit this... It's like that yeah. moment, you're like, oh! It's so cool. We just put that into overdrive, you know? So the songs have those little 
spots in them that are fen- phenomenal, and that's one of those. Yeah, the the um, the B three um, uh, organ hit at the end of Jay Giles' band must have got lost. Yeah, it, it's at the very end of the song, and all of a sudden he goes, he just wails on that B three, and it just it, it's just like a moment you might miss if because yeah. the rest of the song is great, but you know things like that. Yeah, cool man. I'm glad you like that. Thank Love you. That. Uh, let's give away this trip. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in la. La, right. la, 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 <laughs> la. La, 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 I do like that. All right. That's the so end of that song. We're going to take uh, caller number, <laughs> let's take caller number nine at uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll play that little part for you here. One last time. So caller number 9-215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the word. Here we go. Imagine how loud the crowd is going to be when they hit that part. Oh, amazing. It's a big sing-along. You know what's cool also? The way he he uh, he talked about Chrissy Hine. I love oh Chrissy Hine. I love the pretenders, yeah. but he was flat out. He nailed it. Yeah. I yeah. bit off more than I could chew. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah. That was hysterical. <laughs> and she's, she's a handful. Yeah. yeah. He also married Patsy Kensett, who I love, by the way. She's, she's the uh, Wayfish Shrug girlfriend from Lethal Weapon 2. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you, re- you remember her from Lethal yeah. Weapon 2. Blonde. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. went to, I went to go to your house on the beach. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah she's gorgeous. Are they still married? No, no. Uh, they uh, were married, had a baby. Then she ended up marrying like Liam Gallagher oh. and a couple other peeps. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Of and then uh, 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 Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, <laughs> what's coming up on the show today? Oh, yeah. uh, we'll have birthday bucks at 11 and 1. We will have uh, more tickets for uh, the Struts and a meet and greet and passes to the sound check tomorrow afternoon, uh, which I will be hosting. And uh, you'll get to meet the band, hang with the band, hear some of the new record, hear the sound check, then come back later in the evening for the show. And it's a sold-out show, so that's pretty cool. Um, we'll also have, uh, let's see, Workforce Blocks of the Struts. Uh, our year that we're going to celebrate this uh, weekend in our 50th anniversary is 1999. So we will party like it's 1999. Pardon, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't. It really, no, it was just pathetic. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, on the blocks today, we'll party like it's 1999. Anyway, um, and uh, we'll have some some moments from Rock Allegiance, which is also a big event happening uh, also tomorrow over in Camden. So we'll have a lot of fun today. That Rock Allegiance is going to be optimum weather conditions yes. for a uh, an all-day, yes. multi-stage Festival people are. I think the rea- the reality of what they're about to see tomorrow between Guar and freaking insane clown posse is settling in. Oh, God, it's gonna be insane. Mm-hmm. Brent Porsche and Sarah will be out there. I I was thinking of stopping by if I have time. I might between. Uh, uh, my things and things and the my um, Angelou reading at the library. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, we got that <laughs> that in Guar. Man, what a weekend for music in the town, though. No, but simple truly, minds and there is, struts. There's something. There's always something for everybody yeah, in yeah. this great city, and I mean that's something to be celebrated. When we do the calendar on Fridays, you go, "Holy blank, that's happening!" Or you could do that, or you could go see Michelangelo. You know, I mean, <laughs> glorious sons. You know, we have this. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so many cool things. Um, yeah. And while I'm at it, I would mention I will be out on Sunday morning. 
I have to get a hotel room in the city Saturday night because I have to be there at 7 a.m. Oh, dear God. For the suicide walk. But it's good. It's a very ah, good cause. Yes, it is uh, a good cause. Oh, I've had a number of people email me about that. Yeah. yeah. And the mud yeah. strut is tomorrow, by the, the way. The mud strut. What time is that tomorrow? Uh, well, I'm going to be there at 9. Okay. And, I, you know, it goes, I think it wraps up around 1, 1 1.30. But, yeah. Right. The timing. When, when Steve said 9, I could read your mind and you're just like... Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that sounds like a great event. <laughs> not, oh, gonna, not a man. chance. I mean, but because I got to be at the suicide walk at 7 a.m. Uh, on t- Sunday morning, and then two weeks after that at 7 a.m. for the AIDS walk. So um, I, I'm giving. Uh, I, it's, I'm, it's, it's a good be, sacrifice. Yeah, thanks, exactly. Yes. No, it's all good stuff. Happy right. to do it. All right, I need to go to our phone line, see if we can get a winner. We're looking for caller number nine. That's Jim. Hi, Jim. Hello. Jim, I need to know what the word of the week is. Do you know what it is? Yes, I do. It's Daryl. Great day in that Jim, that's right. Jim, we got a trip for you to go to Atlanta and be on the set for a party of The Walking Dead, my man. That is so, so, so cool. Yeah, we're going to set you up two nights hotel, airfare from Philly to Atlanta, ground transportation. This trip is for two, by the way. Uh, the dead prize pack and tickets to a party with the undead. So, uh, have, Man, would I love to go to something like that. I would, too. Have you ever been to Atlanta before, Jim? No, I haven't. It's a great town. Are it's- you a Walking Dead fan? I'm sorry. Are you a fan of The Walking Dead? I assume you are, correct? Oh, oh, oh. Like, like I could watch it over again. It's so good. Okay, cool. Then you're perfect. All right, hang on the line. We'll get your information. We're going to set you up with that prize. Don't forget that TV's number one show, The Walking Dead, returns for Rick Grimes' final episodes this Sunday. October 7th, 9, 8 Central, and that's only on AMC. Must be at least 18 years of age to enter. We have to hurry up in order for Pierre to make it in time to get you your word for a 1000 bucks. So, Nick, you've got an appearance. Let's I do, that. yeah. 630 to 8.30 tonight, first Friday in Phoenixville. It's a great time. I've done many of these. It's at the corner of Bridge and Main. Uh, so come on out say hi. We're supposed to get some good weather tonight. But it's really a lot of fun, and they open up all the doors in Phoenixville. The bars are open, the restaurants are open, and the shops are open. So first Friday, Phoenixville, tonight, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And then Kathy? This weekend is going to be great for fall activities. There's oh a list on the website. Uh, Maybe I'll see you there. Oh, yeah. So. It's a perfect fall activity weekend. Check PrestonSteve.com and Marissa. Yes, I'm going to be at Newman Studio Day tomorrow. So if you're interested in um, any of radio or TV or anything like that, come on out to Newman. Uh, it starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow. You can register right on newman.edu. Okay, excellent. And let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, Winter Airport Parking also are sponsored the 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And Godshalls eat lighter with Godshalls real meat, real wood smoked turkey bacon. Find recipes at godshalls.com. Next week, M. Night Shyamalan in our studio. Yeah. Talk to our very good friend Michael Giacchino. Uh, Gary Goldman is stopped by. Wow. Paul Stanley of Kiss will be in this studio next wow. week. Uh, Gene Francis and comedian Sam uh, Tripoli will be in the studio. So it's going to be busy and fun next week. Ray John, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I just wanted to give a quick public service announcement to the people of Philadelphia. When you are stuck in standstill traffic and somebody comes flying up the shoulder, you have to remember... They are more important than you are. Next message. 90 trivia night. 90 trivia night. I hope Marissa wins. 
Come on, you trivia night. 81 cents coming your way. This is your night. Next message. The Delaware, Maryland beaches are closed this weekend. All VA, Jersey, and New York folks quit clogging up the fucking highway. Go to home. Go to Jersey. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.